0: and welcome to the a thousand hours podcast a podcast where we talk about football manager i'm alex towels and i'm joined once again by alex woodward and alex tant brown we're trying to do it monthly which is why i've forced us all to come together at quarter past nine on a random saturday in march but we'll see how long that goes um you're going to be here for probably like an hour and a half listening to us talk about football manager so you should probably hear the voices of the other people alex Tant brown say hello good evening what is your drink of choice this evening? Um, Stella, nice. Alex <laughs> Woodward, hello. Hola.
1: What is your drink of choice this evening? Uh, I've got a Pepsi and a water. You know, because i I nice. live it, I live it up, for me.
0: Absolutely, you've got a party like it's nineteen ninety nine. Spoilers for later in the episode. Yes. <laughs> so
1: fantastic. Let's
0: start as we usually do by me picking one of these two at random to start, and it's not random at all. Every time I start with Alex Champ Brown.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know why, um, just, just before you mm-hmm. do I, I I was convinced you were going to say Let's go into our games
0: of the weekend <laughs> Yeah, let's go into our games <laughs> of the just... weekend Taunton Town, coming up against <laughs> A podcast we did two
1: years ago I started one of my other podcasts with that uh, <laughs> I, I was meant to be doing the Going Deutsch intro And I said, welcome to the beautiful game podcast You are wise middle of the week
2: uh, it's
0: like what year am I living in? I don't think I ever did. Like uh, other than the um, like three you lockdown did ones one we episode, did. I think. Oh yeah, I did one episode. And so it was one that like took two and a half yes. hours to be called. So this is a tangent for all of you. Um, back in our student <laughs> radio days, um, we had a tradition where we do an all-night radio show once a term, and I did that all-night radio show. And then try to stay up throughout the day and attempt to reset my sweet sleep schedule. And halfway through that day that I was staying up, I decided to join them on the A Beautiful Game podcast recording. Uh, So I was running on literally no sleep when we recorded that podcast. And I think you could tell... Yeah, you're right. Uh, My favourite part was actually
1: something we cut from that episode, which was you lot talking about Nicholas Bentner... And midway through your long, long sentence, you went, F this, cut this, we
0: don't need this in the podcast, it's going to be two hours long as it is. That sounds about right. (laughs) Um, I then went home, went back to my student halls, uh, and tried to stay awake, because I had a radio show later on that evening, but I completely failed, fell asleep at like 5.45pm, slept through my radio show, and woke up at 11pm, and then had to go straight back to bed, because it was 11pm. Bravo uh,
1: student nights.
0: This was an anecdote. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about football manager. <laughs> well,
2: yeah. Um. Oh, we starting with me. Oh, yeah. I think so. Yeah, we are. We've already had the I've, So I've I've just pressed continue. Um. On my, on my football manager game, and then I thought, okay, I'm, this is where I'm going to save it, and this is definitely where I'm going to save it because a thing popped up in the news. Um. So I'm in 2030 now. Um, and, and something popped up on the news, and I was there like, "What?" Um, and it was it was the winner of the World Cup. So I'm I'm going to give you guys a guess as to who's won the 2030 World Cup. Mexico. The United States of America. Uh, no, neither of them. Um, it's it's that it's that expanded one.
1: Right, I, I can guarantee what's happened. It's Australia and Jackson Irving scored ten goals. In the final.
0: No, wait, 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 wait. It no, no. Uh, Tam Brown's only got certain numbers of leads lo- leagues loaded. I've only got England loaded. The load- yeah. Oh, really? yeah. All right, then I'll shut up. England. <laughs> no. Iran. Um, so so it's
2: just North kind of, Korea. you know.
0: <laughs> Democratic Republic Wales. of Congo.
2: Well, wait, wait, wait. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to walk you through who appeared in the group stages, right? So mm-hmm. the UAE managed to qualify. Of course. As Nice. As did um, Jamaica and Uzbekistan managed to get in as well. As did Jordan. Dr. Congo were, of course, there as well. Sorry, Uh, are
1: you saying that Jordan, the Union Berlin striker, qualified by himself? That's impressive. He's just so
2: large, you know. (laughs) Um, Burkina Faso made it as well. Of course. Um, (laughs) Incredible. (laughs) It's such a weird... Um, do you, do you remember kind
1: of when we discussed the idea of all the teams boycotting the World Cup and saying what would it look like if all of UAE and all of South America boycotted the World Cup? This is it. This is what it looks like. Yeah. It's the UAE against Turkmenistan or whatever.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like you know when you can tell. Like so, who won? So <laughs> just wait till you hear the quarterfinalists. <laughs>
1: oh God, Avilba.
2: Uh, the quarter finalists were England, France, Portugal, Belgium, Netherlands, Poland, Greece, and Senegal.
1: It's a Greece Senegal <laughs> final. Sounds entirely fine. Mm. What? Greece Senegal Can- final. Can it, Stas, it, it, was Otto Vehagel out of retirement to take over the Greek national team again?
0: Uh,
2: did Greece win? Greece did not win. Gus, Poy- Gus Poyet unfortunately lost uh, Greece to of course. Senegal in the in the quarter-final, uh, uh, and
0: Senegal... That's the enti- I, I don't know why you're surprised. That sounds like an entirely reasonable World Cup bracket, not gonna lie. I mean, Especially if, like, in FM, it's still, like, three teams post-expansion? Three team groups? Yeah, it's, it's the three team groups, but th- the reason I say
2: it is because Greece had absolutely outplayed Brazil in the third round, beating them 3-0. Of course. And, in the, I think... Excellent. Yeah, in the second round, unfortunately, they beat Dr. Congo on penalties. <laughs> But <laughs> it's it's honest. I'm telling you, it's wild. Nearly all the African teams who qualified for the World Cup got out of the group, and there was like only a few European teams left out out of the out of the group stage. But yeah, Senegal.
0: So did Senegal win? Yeah,
2: Senegal beat England in the in the semi final and went on to beat Portugal in
0: the final. <laughs> oh, wonderful! Um... A, a celebration for uh, every or... It was. Uh... African. I was about to say African nations everywhere, and I was like, no. I'm pretty sure they're all in Africa, mate. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, the thing is, it was Bamba Dieng who got uh, both the. Games. Oh, wow. Get so, But what makes it funnier is that Portugal were the holders from 2026. Of course. So we just kind of love to see that. Anyway, moving away from from the international football sphere, I know how Alex Woodward hates <laughs> to hear about it. Um, last time I left you, I was I was in the championship and just kind of fair to muddling. Were you? I, I think I thought you'd only just got to League Two. I'm in the championship now. I may have, <laughs> I've, I've got, I feel like I'm allowed to listen back to where
0: I was. I'm definitely. You got to remember, we we last recorded this in mid February. <laughs> yeah, it was a month it's been ago. a month. I've no, yeah, no,
2: yeah. I was in League Two. I was. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm in the Championship so, now. So
0: because so, because I remember you you rocketed through the leagues and you were like on course for promotion to League yeah. One.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I'm in the Championship, and I'm just kind of
0: plateauing.
2: I've, I've plateaued with. Uh, So I I was telling these guys uh, when we were off recording is that I've now got a new affiliate club, which is the Right to Dream Academy in, uh, I think it's Ghana, which has meant that I've had an influx
0: of, yeah. Importantly, before we get into the Right to Dream, uh, importantly, what year is it? It's 2030 now. We've just had the World Cup. Oh my God, that pains me. I, I think... So, you're in the 2030 31 season? Is your first season in championship? No, second. Uh, you got to the championship before I did, and I started like, what, two leagues above you? Yes. Oh, that hurts me. Oh. I mean,
1: it could be worse. He could have also sacked you on his way up. That's true.
0: That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, is that foreshadowing? We'll see.
2: <laughs> but yeah, uh, Ta- Taunton have just stayed at, at the National League South side. For the entirety of my yeah. career which i think is actually fairly good for them
0: staying at that level and just plateauing. Yeah. um considering that it i yeah, yeah. 20 20 33 i am in the championship still yeah. but we'll get up to that
2: uh, i i think it's i've got just really lucky with youth team players i've just been i don't know who's watched zealand who listens to us but i just watched zealand's uh like youtube this just before fm came out this year and i implemented Mm -hmm. his like scouting for youth tactics basically and that's how i Mm -hmm. went about signing all these youth players but because of the right to dream academy i've now got a team which is actually literally half african because like a lot of the players who come through my youth setup they come through as originally english but they've got like Ghanaian or Ivorian or South African nationality or Ugandan nationality. And then those like uh, the small African nations see them, see that their nationality is that, and they just call them up for the senior team at like 15, which is unreal. So my, when you go on your squad landing page and you can see all the flags, it's a wonderful array of colours rather than just the plain old St. George's flag going all the way down. Um
0: so how how did you get um RTD Academy affiliation? Because I would like that. This sounds like a good I don't
2: thing. know. I asked for it it was literally when we got into the championship, I said, I want a youth like I want a, an affiliate club that, you know, mm-hmm. does the good stuff. Um
0: So request affiliate. Club.
2: Um it was first option on talented youngsters. That's what I that's what right. I asked for and I got it. Brilliant. I'll take that any day.
0: Uh, we should launch a search for a new affiliate in order to secure first options of players from a club with good youth. Treatment. Yes. Oh, uh, we are not currently willing to consider this due to the club's present financial situation.
2: I'm... Oh, sorry, <laughs>
0: I'm, so I'm not getting an affiliate. Oh well.
2: Uh, to be fair though, I, I was pretty lucky with kind of just the conveyor belt of I've just been turning my squad over and over every single year. Going going up the leagues, so I sign like eleven, twelve players, sell to the bottom twelve players of my squad, and just keep replenishing like that. Apart from a few people that I've kept along mm. for the ride, and you know Boris, because who doesn't love Boris at Cam? Boris, <laughs> that's that's not like a political thing either. You, you who need doesn't to be a love Boris? Ask the Daily Mail. If, if, if any
0: of you, so, so for um, I, I'm the behind the scenes person here and well I mean Woodward does the editing but I do all of the posting and stuff and I've seen our analytics we have roughly the same number of listeners for each episode so I assume that it's all the same I, of you. I hope so. You're all the same people so I, I, you all know hopefully that Alex Woodward has a player called Boris Obama <laughs> Try again. Alex
2: Woodward had him because he's mine
0: Well oh. yeah, Dan Brown are you steal him from me? Leave <laughs> him it's news to I've me had, i've had two cans of the old copper burger leave already.
2: my beautiful cameroonian boy alone he's my such a weird
0: sentence
2: about two welcome
1: to a thousand hours out of context <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh wow <laughs> anyway moving on. let's Go have as the kind of title leave
1: my cameroonian boy alone <laughs>
2: No, anyway. It'd be great advertisement. Um, (laughs) We've completely uh, completely lost it here. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So I got promoted into the championship, managed to get the affiliate club, get a few, basically the whole intake I had from there were half African. It was brilliant. Um, And they're they're all quite decent players. So they've kind of stepped up to to basically be my under 18s. And then anyone decent for my 18s, I've just promoted into the first team. And then anyone who's rubbish, I've sold. But this has led to a kind of a club problem of only having 25 contracted players at the club. Excellent. (laughs) So quite funny. But the average age of the squad is something like 23. Because I just keep signing released players from the Premier League and selling the ones off that I don't want. Brilliant. Great strategy. Thoroughly recommend. But anyway... The main thing I want to talk about is my evolving of my tactic. So hopefully for those of you who've been listening, I was originally playing a 4-2-3-1, which was very centralised. I had no wingers. I just had two fullbacks who did most of the work. And this year...
0: So it was a three attacking attacking midfielders. midfielders,
2: Two attacking midfielders, one one. shadow striker behind an advanced forward. And you'd love to see okay. it, because they've all got green links, these guys. Mm, chef's case. Oh, excellent. Um, so what I've done now, to make it a bit more interesting, is I've moved my full-backs up to be wing-backs, right? Because I've noticed we do like dominate a lot of possession. And I noticed it a lot with my ball-playing defenders when they were playing at centre-back, that they, they would step up quite a lot. So in order to benefit them... I've moved one of them into defensive midfield and I am trying to implement a one centre-back formation with a sweeper keeper (laughs) in the championship.
0: My only question given how far you've risen so quickly with this one tactic that clearly works (laughs) is why (laughs) (laughs)
2: because i'm an absolute glutton for punishment obviously
0: oh Um, jesus
2: i mean because why not that's that's what fm's about
0: right hang on so so you're in the 2030 31 season right just about to start yeah cool so that means and what tier did you start in i oh so it was two leagues below the vanarama national
2: north so that would have been the eighth tier Eighth
0: tier. I started in the eighth tier. That's six promotions in nine years, and you're changing up the uh, changing up the tactic for shits and giggles.
2: Yeah, basically. Um, so on the <laughs> on the next podcast, that's when I will update you on like how this this tactic has gone on how <laughs> league sideways. Gonna... <two> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna open I'll, I'll, up I'll the podcast and
0: it'll be oh Sadcaster uh, back in League Two. Yeah. <laughs>
2: The thing is, as well, I wanted to really fully commit to it. Mm-hmm. So, in order to go kind of full kamikaze pilot into this, um, I've sold everyone but two centre backs.
0: Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Are they good centre backs at least?
2: But to be fair, uh, one is uh, Zane Monlui, uh, who's, oh, uh, who's an I Arsenal. Yeah, who's an Arsenal youth academy graduate. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> and, the, and the other one, just so, just so you know that I've gone either properly, properly uh, Mercury mad, um, or whether you think it's it's respectable, um, is, is Farai Singano, who I signed from Hashtag #United whilst I was in the eighth tier.
0: <laughs> Excellent, wonderful I work.
2: I, you know, you've got to try and do this at some point. I do have yeah. someone who is also capable to play at centre back, but he is really a DM. And he's the guy that I'm playing at DM. I'm not playing one of my centre backs at DM because that would be madness, you know?
0: See, I, I so Zane Juan Lewis, or whatever, in my save, he was with me for two seasons 2029 20, 30 and then 2030 31. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the League One promotion season and our first season in the Championship and he yeah. was decent enough but the game um the game thought he was kind of rubbish uh, and yeah. I did tend to agree i mean he wasn't great he 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 scored over a seven for me in both of his seasons but he wasn't like amazing and our defense was rubbish so we needed to change something uh, so i sold him to wigan in league 1 um and now wigan have been relegated to league 2 uh and so they are trying to sell him so Zaymon Louis is a league 2 center back currently uh, in in my save after passing through Taunton yeah. and you've got him as one of your two cent- two center backs for a one center back system in the championship. He's he's my starting one. Yeah. I, don't get me wrong, I'm looking to upgrade on him because
2: the only attributes he's got over 10 are the key attributes to play
0: for a central defender role. So really because in my save he is a really good ball playing center back who's not got any but he's not got any like strength and his oh. so, so he's he's low on aggression and his physicals aren't amazing but he's like got like 13 passing 14 vision like he's a very good ball playing center back without no, being no. amazing
2: no so for me he's the opposite he's a brilliantly physical player so wow. all his physicals are above ten.
0: I mean, all all um, of his physicals are above ten for me as well. But well, apart um, from natural fitness, which is ten,
2: um, his jumping reach is seventeen, um, positioning sixteen, and then it's like heading, marking, tackling all at fourteen. And oh, the rest, fair enough. Yeah, like so, vision is eleven, but his passing's ten, which is I just See? didn't develop that side because I was playing him from. Mm the National League North as my starting centre-back. So so
0: I don't have him fully scouted because I don't. Um, Because he's he's been a couple years since he left me. But he's got um, all yellow um, physicals apart from... So jumping reaches 15, not 17. Um, He's got 14 tackling, only 13 heading for me. Um, His mentals, like the important ones for a centre-back... Uh, between eight and twelve, uh, okay. but he's got two that are eight, which is why he kind of struggles in that sense. Uh, Thirteen positioning, fourteen tackling. So he he was a very he was a perfectly good centre back. I was hmm. I was looking for like a physical monster though, and he's only got eleven strength, which when you're in the championship just isn't really enough from your centre backs. So no. I um. I replaced him with uh, Aaron Cashin, who's a real person, um, playing for Derby in real life. One of the ones who came through while they were in administration and started playing football for them at like eighteen, and he's playing quite a bit for them, I believe, in League One this season. But yeah, he's uh, yeah, very I, good.
2: Um, there's there's one thing I do want to say. One one of my promotion seasons, mm. uh, my 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 kind of star central midfielder who has since moved on to to pastures new, Uh, it was a regen who came in um, from, it was Sheffield FC actually, I picked him up because he was on a non-contract and I was there like brilliant, okay, you'll do me well in League 2 hopefully, he came in and he was comfortably better better than all my players very weird, okay do you know what he dropped for his average rating across the season?
0: Um, what position? central midfield 737 No
1: 7.6
0: No um, Just
2: to let you know He got Across all competitions He scored 43 goals And gained And got 29 assists
1: That's an amount Jesus Christ
2: He was the player of the match In every game I played
1: Feels like your formation's wrong (laughs) (laughs)
2: he stayed with me for one season before this is and this is where i got my money from before he signed for manchester city for seven million
0: fair enough i have not sold a player for anywhere near that yeah
2: that's that's why i managed to get a decent kind of youth recruitment system going in
0: Mm. i Um, I wish i had that I,
2: i don't know how i i don't know how someone of that quality generated in because Sheffield FC managed to get promoted to the National League North. So they were mm. they got promoted with me first season and then second season they kind of just followed me a season behind until they got stuck in the now na- mm. in the north. But this kid was sixteen when he came to me and he was four and a half stars current ability, five five Jesus gold stars Christ. potential. Um I'm just I'm gonna go look for him now. Um and, and and you know it's that typical godfather meme of look how they've massacred my boy uh, because he will just be playing for their under 21s I'm sure
0: yeah to be fair didn't... man city have he's no not... need for a leading league 2 player
2: he's 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 not in the first team <laughs> <laughs> i'm in date there we are michael hilton <sighs> aged 21 he's on 5k a week and he's just not improved.
0: He's, he's on five one... k a week. You you could bring him in on loan, mate. He was on a hundred pound a week when he No, was no, no. The... Uh, no, what I'm what I'm saying, like five k a week. You you could bring him in on loan in the championship. That's a very affordable wage. It's it's a very affordable wage for most championship teams.
2: Um, but I have a problem in that. Oh god, uh, right. The club is still looking to move out. Of Ings Lane in Tadcaster, which is their original right. home venue. Yes, um, what's your
0: uh, what's your own um, capacity?
2: The capacity for Ings Lane is two thousand.
0: Jesus,
2: it, it, it gets worse. I I can promise you. I promise you, it gets worse. And we average an attendance of around about seven hundred
0: in the championship. Yes! <laughs> Jesus Christ! I, I, Tambrot, I think you've broken the game. So, so, for context, my Taunton side, we hemorrhage money because we don't make enough money on gate receipts, um, and we spend all of our money that we don't have on building a new stadium over the last couple seasons. Um, my starting stadium, after a couple upgrades that we made in League 2... Had a capacity of 6,150, and every season since we've been in League One, we've maxed that out. And now we've. Now. So, this is my first. Spoilers, I guess. Um, This is my first season in our new stadium, the nearly 15,000 capacity Taunton Stadium, and we maxed that out every now and again. Like. So. The max capacity is 14,950. We've already hit that twice this, three times this season. And even when we don't hit it, we're making over 13,000. Our lowest attendance is 13,487 for a game on against Sunderland on a Wednesday.
2: Yeah. Mm. Um, the I mean... only time we max out is in the Cups when yeah. we play a big team. Um... You're in the
0: championship.
2: They're all bloody big teams. Yeah, no, but that's when we get like a, a pre reputation. Team, that's when like in terms of stars one is. Um let me have a look.
0: Because um five. so my Taunton team is three stars. It was two and a half stars until last season when it went up to three.
2: Yeah, my reputation
0: is one and a half stars. Oh my word. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually oh. think the game is somewhat broken for you. Because <laughs> like I know. it's, so, it's so, incredible. So so my, I, I don't know if he climbs too quickly or what, but like, yes, I, I, have. I, I think Definitely. my, the Taunton reputation, we started off at like half a star. It became one star when we got promoted to the National League. Uh, we spent like three seasons in the National League, over which it became one and a half star, I think. Then it was two star when we went straight through League Two into League One. Then it went to two and a half star when we got promoted from League One to the Championship. It was two and a half star for two seasons in the Championship, and now it's three.
2: Yeah, we've got a, a smaller reputation than all of the National League clubs, and a few in the National North and South. Jesus.
1: I just wow. checked, by the way. The lowest average attendance I could well, I, I I don't have the exact number, but I'm assuming the lowest average attendance would come from Burton or Doncaster Rovers because nobody attended their games. But probably Burton. I did just check in the 2017-2018 season. They averaged 4,645 fans in the Championship. So yeah,
2: just for casual, think... four
1: thousand below them nearly.
2: Yeah, I think the I think the problem is is that. We've got Leeds United, who qualified for the Champions League, because I know it takes into like geographical mm. um, placement. You've got Leeds just down the road. You've got York. You've got Harrogate. You've got Sheffield United, Sheffield Wednesday. So there's like a big catchment area in which Tadcaster just don't can't compete with all those clubs when you're coming up, my friend. So we,
0: you are the second <laughs> biggest team in Yorkshire now. That shouldn't matter. <laughs>
2: Oh, no, no, we're we're not, if you include... um, If you include... Oh, pardon? So, so Barnsley, Huddersfield, Hull, Middlesbrough, and then Rotherham are in the Championship with us. Right, And then there's, in the Premier League, there is uh, Leeds and Sheffield United.
0: Ah, right, okay. And
2: we've just passed uh, Sheffield Wednesday, who have gone into League One. As well,
0: so Yorkshire is doing much better in your save than it is in mine.
2: Yeah, it's <laughs> strong, it's going strong, and that's the best. That's the best way to kind of say it. Um, but we, so we rented out Harrogate's Envirovent Stadium whilst we we're in the National League North and National League, as well. Mm. And we were averaging three hundred in the North and four hundred in the Panorama National League. So we're hemorrhaging money. But we make it with one
0: big sale per year. See, I don't know if like the game has been somewhat broken by you loading in leagues below what it's not used to. But I don't understand how your reputation hasn't been going up by like a half star a season.
2: I think the problem is is the fact that I've I didn't download is it uh, Dan's FM database. I I think I downloaded a knockoff. So right. every time i've got promoted i've just not got the reputation boost, which you've not, not got a reputation boost at all oh no I've had very small yeah. reputation boosts, and because i've not won a cup or anything like that, you know it's difficult
0: yeah i can i can imagine
2: yeah it, it it's it's been a, it's been such a weird
0: save Any, anyway, so you've been in the championship for a season already and not somehow not got relegated with the 700 fans so how did that championship season go
2: that championship season went okay um hemorrhage money but luckily you know we're still kind of financially stable we're not like massively in the red so we ended up finishing um in between Swansea and Coventry so we finished that does not, it's not a league position it's not a league <laughs> position but it is ninth. Which I didn't think was too bad. Ninth, Jesus. Uh, we finished. That that is that is very impressive. We finished on sixty two points, um, with a minus four goal difference in the end.
0: So my first championship season, I finished fourteenth on again sixty two points. Actually, I had a plus eleven goal difference because I just yeah. I'd smack teams and then I'd also I'd lose narrowly. So, we we were, we were yeah, 20 points just, off. The that's just the story of my save. So, so
2: that, like when I say that that's that's a, that's a muddling season. I mean uh, yeah, because anyway, Crystal Palace Same. finished with uh, 83. So I'm looking at it now. Uh so in the mm. the, 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 weird, the weird thing is like the championship season yeah. I was in, it was Nottingham Forest, Leeds, Watford, Norwich, Fulham, Crystal Palace in the top 6. Which is just horrendous mm. because they're all just Premier League teams. So I, I, I was yeah. quite, I was quite happy. And then uh, Luton uh, finished with uh, twelve points.
0: Uh, I'll talk more about uh, my championship seasons in a minute, but like, yeah. that's that's very good. Do do us a favor and go to the like league take league comparative finance stats page. You know how to get that.
2: I do, I'm just heading there now.
0: I'm dying to know your salary per annum.
2: Oh, salary per annum. <laughs> do, do you want to
0: have a guess? Right, so. In my save, in the current season, Burnley are in administration. I had to sell all their players. Their salary per, per annum is 2.6 million. Is it more than that? No. Nope. <laughs> 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 oh
1: my god. <laughs> Jesus Christ. My guess is one and a half million.
2: You're closer. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Are you ready? It's one point two. Oh wow.
0: Jeez, how are you how have you
2: done this? Um Basically, having good cup runs that ended up, uh, you know, fifth round of the FA Cup.
0: No, no, I'm not even like. How have you got this quality of player on that much money? Like, because I was solidly bottom of the salary per annum rankings for my first three seasons (laughs) in the top flight. In the top flight, in the championship, and even Taunton. Like, we start our first season in the championship. We had a salary per, We had a weekly weekly salary budget of ninety five grand per week. But, um, then it was like one hundred and twenty. Oh. Then one hundred and fifty. Now it's like one hundred and seventy five. Because in my fourth season in the championship, and that's still pretty goddamn low. It's not bottom anymore, but it's very much low. The, the reason you must be on like fifty grand a week. i Wait, what? What what what's your what's your weekly overall wage budget? My weekly like if so so yeah. I, I I like to see my bu- wage budget in per week wages. Yeah, so yeah. if I go to the transfer screen I can see what is your wage budget? So like oh my how much are you paying? I'm paying uh currently
2: thirty thousand pounds a week.
0: <laughs> oh my oh, wow. word. I'm paying hundred and eighty three thousand pounds a week yeah. and that's low. So um my
2: budget is um is I've got fifty grand in my in my wage budget. I, so I think I've figured out 10. a suitable yeah.
1: question. When did you learn hypnosis? No.
2: <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> no. Um basically um I, I think we should bin off Zealand. You should be the one streaming couple manager and teaching other people how to do it, because clearly you've got some secret source that none I'm of us. I'm telling not. you
2: now, there's a reason. Okay. And it's because of the fact, uh, do you wanna know what the average age of my squad is? Eighteen. <laughs> it's it's eighteen, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm basically doing it with youth players on youth contracts. And I so I bring right. them in, I sign them on a professional deal, and I say, Okay, you're gonna have a professional deal that lasts two years. They come in at sixteen. So they've basically mm. got a four year
0: deal what i, I what are you, are you like poaching these guys from premier league canada
2: yeah i'm just poaching anyone and everyone i can who and i am offering so many trials that come through and i just have a real tight knit squad and i don't have an under 18s well i do have an under 18s side but i don't have anyone in there they all play in my first team because they just develop so 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 quickly um especially when i've got some really 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 good players in the squad um but my top earner um, are you ready for this <laughs> is on 2200 a week <laughs>
0: Oof! <laughs> uh, let that's, me have a quick that's not look at my league finances.
2: 2 clubs long
1: championship clubs
0: yeah um, i'm currently gonna... my so th- so this is the first season i've been able to pay over over 10 grand a week. Yeah. I've got two players. I've got one on 13,750 and then one on 14,000 a week. Yeah. The lowest earning player in my first team squad is on 2,400 a week. So my lowest earning player is earning more than your highest earning player and I've got a pretty low budget. Yeah. Oh, um, wow. So
2: my lowest earning player is on 110 pound a week. Right.
0: Tamp Brown. <laughs> You need to get like Twitch or something and start streaming this save because I need visual evidence of what you're doing. Please. What on earth? What sorcery? I, I wish I could I'm, you. I my
2: Jesus Christ. Like we're, we're doing good, but we just have a massive high turnover of players. My squad is basically just regen's. Like
0: like I-, I thought i was doing pretty well like like th- this is a generational humbling for me and my <laughs> football manager abilities like like you have liverpool 7 man united nilled my own like self confidence as an fm player with this just oh my god seriously just wait
2: until we get to the one center back formation and it totally fails i get sacked
0: Everything yeah, goes but wrong. You can then just swap back to the formation that like took you to the championship with a, bu- with a wage budget of one championship standard player.
2: Yeah, but the, the real problem that I've got, right, is the fact that every summer I sit there in the corner like Ralph from The Simpsons going, I'm in danger because my whole squad <laughs> is just wanted, 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 wanted. And I'm just there yes. like, oh, no. So, I just kind of have to sell 10 and bring in more and just basically have a constant rotation of players. Jesus. Okay. That's the only kind of way it works to keep it this low. And I've only got. I I think. Across the club, I've only got 25 players.
0: Right. Is there anything else you need to touch on? Anything else of note from this absolute. Carnage of a football manager save.
2: Yeah, uh, I've I've got a new attacking midfielder to play next to Boris Obama, and his name is right. uh, Domingos Agostinho, and it's just it's that just, is an
0: excellent football manager save. It's no, it's, it's just pure,
2: pure vibes is what I'm I'm going for. Mm. Also, make sure right. you have club extension re- uh, clauses in every contract.
0: Mm. There you go. That's that's on not it. on that. On that bomb I, I think I think we need to take a bit of a break so that we can all process how good Alex Taunt-Brown is a football manager. So let's have a bit of a break. We'll come back in a minute and I will talk about my vastly inferior taunt talent. What a lovely break. I'm certainly feeling refreshed. Are you feeling refreshed, boys? I am indeed. Neither of them moved, it's just me (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so it's my turn Time for my um, wildly less impressive football manager save So, for me, it is October 2033 And we're in the championship with Taunton Now you might remember that last time We were also in the championship with Taunton And this time I mean it Um, It is our third season in the championship. Once more, I have gone forward two seasons since we last recorded. It's almost as if I get to roughly two more seasons into the save and then suggest to the other lads that we should record again. But the point is, we should have gone up last season. It's really very annoying that we did not go up last season. Um, So to refresh your memory, in our first season in the championship, which happened when we last recorded, um, we finished 14th on 62 points, as mentioned earlier in the episode, with 11 goal difference. Then in twenty thirty-one thirty-two, second second season, we finished 11th, cracking into the top half with 68 points. Um, I discussed this in the last episode about how we were incredibly streaky. We had two months where we won basically every game. And then for the rest of the season, we were... Relegation can relegation form in our first season of the championship. In the second season of the championship, we spread those wins out and looked a lot more like your standard run of the mill mid table team. And it was a lot more comfortable. But I I knew we could do better, and we did do better in 2032 33. But we were top of the league for a long time last season. Like we were top of the league at Christmas, we were top of the league with 11 games to go, but it if it was real life, this would have been an all-timer of a league season in the championship. First place, Preston, finished with 92 points. Second place, Everton, finished with 92 points. Third place, Brighton, were on 88. Fourth place, Bristol City, were on 88. We ended up finishing fifth on 87 then it's a drop down to 79 for the 6th place team, Reading. That's that's right. That's five teams, five points within each other at the top of the championship. This was a title race that literally... This title race had three teams in it going into the last day. If Preston had lost and we'd won, we would have got promoted and Everton would have got promoted. Everton would have won the league and then I would have gone out automatically. We ended up losing on the last day of the season, and Preston won, which meant that Preston won the league, and we finished fifth. That's how tight it was. It was Can absolutely just... crazy. Everton were in the Championship. Everton in the Championship. Why are you yes. shocked about um, that? So, I'll have a look at the recent
1: history of Everton. Are they the English version of Hair to Berlin?
2: Really, really overrated on FM. Have you considered that recently they've been crap? Yeah. I've also f- failed to consider that you are 13 years into your game
0: Yes, uh, so for the first 5 years it was pretty normal, I know I say a lie uh, so, 22-23 Everton finished 12th in the Premier League, then 10th, then 11th and they got relegated in 18th in the 2025 season, bounced straight back, finishing 2nd in 2026 in the Championship but then got relegated again immediately so they kind of became a bit of a yo-yo club
2: Oh, they're Norwich
0: um, Kind of. Um they then finished 20th in the championship in 2028-29, before bouncing back to win the league. No, not bit win the league, come third and win the playoffs in 2029-30, which was the year before I got to the championship. Then in my first year in the championship, they survived in the Premier League, finishing 17th, so only just. Then got relegated in 19th in 2021-30 twenty, 30, 20, 20 thirty-one-32. Then in 2032, 33, as mentioned, they came second in the championship, bouncing straight back to the Premier League. They are, in fact, Norwich. Yes, they are. <laughs> yes. Um, so it was particularly painful because we had a we were running very strong going into March of 2033. Then we had two games which derailed us somewhat. We lost against Sheffield United away and then Brighton away in back-to-back games, which I believe knocked us off the top of the table, or at least came very close to knocking us off the top of the table. Then, in April, we had a perfectly fine month, but the the one game that we lost in April, we won four, drew one and lost one. But the one that we lost was away to Preston, a 1-0 loss. That if we had, if we'd simply not lost that game, then Preston would not have won the league, which is painful. So in the game before our game against Preston, my captain and centre-back Michael Stickland got injured. And so he missed the rest of the season. Um We, and our form without Michael Stickland in the team, With four games left to go of the regular championship season, we played this game against Preston, where we lost 1-0. We then won our next two games, but then lost on the final day at home to Middlesbrough, which consigned us to fifth place. We then lost in the first round of the playoffs to Bristol City, but yeah, like, we won two and then lost two of our league games without Michael Stickland, and then lost and then drew in the playoffs which was painful given that like it at the end of in, in mid february even at the end of february we were top of the league and that it all fell to pieces in the run in which was incredibly painful and i'm hoping that i'm going to be able to make up for it next year well this year
2: well at least you know you're not too disheartened
0: i was so angry i was so angry (laughs) it took me like a full week to get over it like like i i was i i'm i was getting angry at little things that don't normally make me angry like just in my life at the beginning of this week in real life and i think genuinely that's because we didn't get promoted in football manager and it affected my mood in general like i was i was not a happy bunny it was very, very saddening.
2: I, I, I feel for you. I do. Um, but have we have we covered our random former leads player yet?
0: <laughs> no. Just, we'll I, get to that. I,
2: I've, I've I was them. gonna say we've got we've got like a little group chat between the three of us. And I scroll mm-hmm. back to see when you initially messaged about it, and like just like the tone of your message, I can tell that you are just hating having to send that message in. <laughs>
0: No, it's fine.
2: <laughs> he says through closed, teared eyes.
0: I, I, I enjoy the random oh. form of Leeds player of the week. That's a that's a good bit that we have on the podcast. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, this season uh, we played, I think, thirteen games of this season. It's going somewhat better. We we moved into a new stadium, and um, that's been helpful for the finances. But we still don't have any money really. Um, And we are, with 13 games played, we are third in the league with 28 points. Above us in the league are Coventry and Leeds. Leeds, having just got relegated from the Premier League, are storming the championship with 11 games won and one game drawn of 12. Who's the manager? Sack him. Which is fun. Yes, they drew once. Sack the board, one sack drew. the
1: board, sack the board. <laughs> I tell you what, in all fairness, that one
0: draw, Victor Orta's going to have demolished a wall in the stadium out of anger. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that one draw was away against mid-table Wat- Watford. Can't beat Watford. That's on brand. Yeah. Uh, and then Coventry, their one game that they lost, they lost away to Leeds. And me, my one game that I lost, I lost away to Leeds. So that's fun. Actually, I've just
1: realised it'd be more on form if it was against Cardiff, because they can never, ever beat
0: Cardiff. Have they played Cardiff yet? Yes. Uh, yeah, they played in the FA Cup this year. No, no, no I, I'm talking in, the, in, oh, the, in the game. In the game, yes, they have. Uh, they uh, won 2-0 at home to Cardiff. Football manager is very unrealistic. <laughs> Uh, but <clears throat> yeah I- I'm hopeful that we'll be able to claw our way into an automatic promotion spot given that we're only two points off Coventry and when we played them away we absolutely battered them but their keeper saved them and we ended up drawing no Uh is there anything else interesting oh yes um, Sidney Ravager who I mentioned in my last uh, in the last episode I believe because he had a ridiculous record for the Frankfurt SVAI team um, just a reminder: um, It's almost looking like that one kid that Alex Tamp Brown signed. He had in his in his last season for Eintracht Frankfurt, Zwei He had 14 goals and 36 assists for a 7.88 average rating. Um, obviously, Freiburg Zwei aren't actually in the game because at this point I didn't have the German leagues loaded. But yeah, that's wild. Um, then he came to me and has put up. 20 combined goals and assists every season, apart from this season where he won't because he broke his leg in the third game. Yep. So that's fun for me. I have replaced him with a loanee from Fulham called Gwyn Davies. And Gwyn Davies is doing all right so far. He's got three goals and three assists in nine appearances. Um, He's not been setting the world alight, but also he's done a good enough job. And so I can't really complain fair enough what I can complain about is the fact that we didn't go up last season, that's very annoying and if we had gone up last season, all of my problems would be fixed because we'd have so much money and I'd be able to do so many things but we didn't and it really annoys me because I don't I, ho- hopefully we can go up this season but it like, it last season it was like this is the year and then it all felt a bit so late and I was very sad would have been like an all timer of a of a championship season if it happened in real life though, that would have been mental
2: the thing is, like, I, I, I do sympathise with you, but then I remember that you have fans, so <laughs> oh, we do have hard. fans.
0: At least you've got people to commiserate yeah. with. Yeah, get... <laughs> getting got... to the, uh, getting to the championship playoffs did boost our reputation enough that we are now a three-star reputation team, which is nice. We are it's, it's, it's only very nice. The set... like, we actually have. There is one team in the championship with a worse worse reputation than us. Would anyone like to guess who it is? Wickham. No. Accrington. No. Burton. No. Cheltenham. It's Southend United. How are they oh, championship? Get in championship? Come on. <laughs> so oh. we love to see it. Southend. Um, yeah. So the season before, I got promoted from the National League. south south end got promoted from the national league south end won the league we finished second and then lost to the playoffs because pain um then we won and then so they went straight through league two into league one basically a season before we did exactly the same thing south end went up with us to the championship in 2029 30 but then in our first season in the championship they got relegated and then got promoted then spent one season in League One before getting promoted again and ending up back in the Championship this season. Yeah, we, we got promoted to the Championship together from League One. We finished first, they finished second. We finished mid-table, they went straight back down, spent another season in League One, spent two more seasons in League One before coming back up again.
2: Yeah. So, so you got promoted to the Championship in the twenty nine thirty.
0: Yeah, I only made a Championship a year after you yeah, did, yeah. but given you started two leagues further down... I mean, I didn't want
2: to bring that up, but thanks for thanks for talking about it.
0: Uh, and I'm on my fourth season in the championship, and what you're on your second.
2: Yeah, well, I'm just about to go into it. Yeah, what's what's your uh, what's your what's your average attendance now? Because I mean, I, I used to work. So just to give people a bit of a background to me, I used to work in Tadcaster and there's a Sainsbury's opposite where this ground is. I mean, there's no way that. FM is right that it can be a two thousand capacity stadium. It can't. It's right next to the river wharf, and that floods. Um, and to give you a sense of how my average attendance is, it's definitely less than the footfall that that shop gets on a Saturday.
1: <laughs> I I like the idea that you have a monumental win in the championship, like beat someone five nil, and the Tadcaster Echo on their sport page just puts nothing notable happened. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And Tadcaster Cricket Club did really well against yeah. Weatherby the other day. And I was just got them beat in Man
0: United. Just talks about like a boys team playing at the local park. So, so obviously I can't access the um, average attendance stats from the last season. Though I can tell you what yeah. they were. They were 6,150. We maxed out our attendance in basically every game. But in this season in our new stadium, which remember the max capacity in our new stadium is 14,950 our max our average attendance is 14,437 so we are at yeah. 96% of capacity in our first year in a new stadium
2: yeah so so you're at what 14 now
0: 14,437 oh. 13 games in to a season where See, we're third in the championship
2: i would love for you to have got promoted to the premier league with an average attendance of 6000 I mean, I, I mean, to get to yeah, to I, I would have done. Average tenders of less than a K, but that'd be hilarious. Mm.
0: Yeah, I mean, you could you could do it this season, and I wouldn't be in any way surprised. But yeah, I, I've
2: got this feeling that as soon as I get promoted to the Premier League, I'm going to have like a max sellout every week. But then that would only be two thousand mm. fans. <laughs> <laughs> I just,
0: I, just I, are know. you bored not building you a new stadium?
2: <laughs> I think this is where the game is broken they're looking to buy one but they've been looking for the past 3 years to acquire land and it's just not happened.
0: oh no see they uh, the boards um apply like started building a new stadium the first season we got into the championship uh, and obviously oh. it takes a couple seasons so yeah. we've been looking to have a new stadium for like 2 3 years and moved in this summer
2: Oh, ours is ever since we moved into Harrogate Town Stadium and mm. started costing them a lot of money for staying there.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, we, I mean, we, we, this is actually the first time I've ever had a new stadium move in in FM because last season when I was playing at Edinburgh City, we were going to move into a new stadium, but it was gonna like it got delayed, and so yeah. nev- like it got delayed to halfway through the next season, and I never played that next season because the new game came out.
2: Is. Is it named after Nick McCouty?
0: No, it's not. It's just the Thornton Stadium.
2: Oh, that's disgusting.
0: I, I think it's, it, it, Nick McCouty is only an icon, so it would have been either me or Michael Stickland. And I think because both me and Michael Stickland are still at the club, um, it just went with the generic Thornton Stadium.
2: Imagine it being the Alex Towels Arena.
0: That would be very cool. Maybe the yeah. next time you need a new stadium. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. So, so, um,. Uh, Speaking of Michael Stickland, um, he is the lad who I've had since the National League days. He signed for us in our final season in the National League, and he's still a regular starter for me in the championship. He is the club captain. He was worth 10 to 11 million pounds, and he is a wonderful man at age 29. Um, However, I'm fully aware that he's probably probably not actually good enough for us and it's just the fact that I still play him every week that makes him appear to be good enough for us. So one day he'll get replaced but he's only three years away from a testimonial and Man United haven't come in and offered any money for him yet so he's going to stick around. Fair enough. Um, is there anything else? Oh uh, yes. Um, I've got an excellently named regen on loan from West Brom. I've got a striker called Ross Robb. Yes. Yes. He's so nice, they named him twice. Six goals and four assists in ten championship appearances so far.
1: He sounds like somebody who hosts a DIY show on Channel 5. Yeah,
0: he does. Oh, I- I've also got a uh, 22-year-old English defensive midfielder called Oscar. Just Oscar. Um, he signed... For- we bought him from Manchester City last january for two hundred and fifty thousand pounds because he was going to leave at the end of the season anyway and so i said sodium and bought him he's got in joint nationality english and spanish and oh sorry i i I, he did have like a solid five stars of potential but the uh whites it's gone down to four stars of potential now which is very sad but still i've got a I've got a deep-lying playmaker called Oscar playing for Taunton in the championship. I'm very happy with this situation.
2: Sorry, <laughs> I've just had my uh... <laughs> I've just had my season ticket sales come through.
1: How many have you sold? Two hundred.
2: <laughs> I've doubled it from last season.
1: Oh, I've got still two hundred. <laughs> I've, got...
2: I've gone from 156 season tickets sold to 326. <laughs> Yes,
0: Well done. Oh. Jesus. Last thing. My best player is a lad called Sam Warren, who's a regen I got off Man United for free last summer. He is also a defensive midfielder. He is a good championship player. And the only reason I still have him under contract is because when he came to ask for a new one, I put in a non-promotion release clause. The only way he would sign a contract even remotely close to something I could afford is... He wanted 20 grand a week. The maximum I could pay him was 14 grand a week. And he would only accept it if I put in a six and a half million pound non-promotion clause. So hopefully I got this year.
2: Fingers crossed for you. Yeah. Bloody yeah.
0: Damn. The finances aren't good. Um, it is October and we are in the red. And that graph is only going to continue to go down unless I sell one of my players for £10 million.
2: Honestly, I can't recommend enough just scouring youth teams and just trying to find anything and everything.
0: Here's the thing, Brown, Because I've actually had a half-decent reputation... I do actually have some very good football players. So, like, the guy, the guys coming out of youth teams aren't good enough to slot straight into my first team, and I can't play them, and they're not gonna come in and go out on loan. So, like, the reason I don't really sign youth players in this save is because they want... They're not good enough to be first team players, but they want too much money to come in and actually play in my under-21s. Like, like they want, like, one and a half to two grand a week which while it's not loads isn't is too much for me as Taunton manager to spend on a two star current ability player
2: yeah yeah
0: so that just it doesn't work it doesn't happen um i i'm in the bit where i i'm still pinching players for free off premier league teams but the guys i'm pinching for free off premier league teams are the um how to put this the Scott McTominay's of the football manager world. Well, I, I know Scott McTominay does still play for Manchester United, and I'm sure he's very good at football. But in reality, we all know he should have been released at 25. Uh, and so I'm getting the guys that they're releasing at 25 after, like, three championship loans and ten first-team appearances. Fair enough. Anyway, I think that's about it for Taunton. Hopefully, I'll win the league. If I don't... Then I'm losing my best player for six million pounds, which is half of what he's worth. So that's fun. Uh, shall we get on to what we're all really here for? Which is Alex Woodward's. Wait, I mean, no, we're not even starting with the. Um, we're not starting with the simulator save. Alex Woodward's actually been playing Football Manager again. Where hey,
1: yeah. Woo! Yeah, I've actually played Football Manager and everything. I I feel like it was probably obvious with the enthusiasm I spoke about that Palmer save, but I wasn't really into it like I've been into other ones, especially because I would talk about my prior save more enthusiastically, than my current save, which isn't really a good sign when you're having nostalgia flashbacks to just another save. So I decided to, as a way to sort of like distract myself but not too much whilst editing this and another podcast, I thought I'd set up a different save, and that has become my main save, and it has completely gripped me, because I did about three and a half seasons of the palmer save between our first episode and our last episode and of the time it's taken between finishing that last episode a month ago and this episode i have done three seasons of the Tabby berlin save so <laughs> that's fair the enough
0: difference. that's impressive Jeez. The bad the bad that is... Is... <laughs> yeah i mean Tam brown i don't know what you're shocked about that is about as much fm as you've played on the uh on the old Tadcast to save,
1: I can't remember. There was one? There was one day I played for like half a
0: season. Wait, the wait, hang on, I wait. I've just realised this means I've played the least FM out of all of us over the um, last month. Almost. This is oh, a turnout oh, for the books. Month, yeah. This, this yeah, is a really. real turnout for the books, given how we started this show.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I've actually got gotten proper into it, so. Turns out this football manager game's a, a bit of all right. I I didn't yeah. realise it could be so fun. So, like I said, I took over yeah, with...
2: You've just got to buy it after March to get <laughs>
1: <laughs> Turns out, playing with a team that you care about in a league that you care about actually somewhat helps. Who, who would have known? So, I've taken over at Tennis Borussia Berlin. It always, just to go on a small little rant about real football, it always fascinates me and... It doesn't annoy me, but it's sort of, like, fasc- fascinates, I guess is the only word I can use, but it, it's interesting when people say Union Berlin are the St. Pauli of Berlin, because they're categorically not. They're a lovely club, we all like them, we all love what they're doing, but they're not the St. Pauli of Berlin. In that book, I referenced in pretty much every other episode, schizer one of the long-time fans of the club, uses the term dissidents in inverted commas, and that's probably the best thing you could possibly describe when you're on Berlin as. But anyway, the actual St. Pauli of Berlin or Tennis Borussia Berlin, they have that sort of passionate fan base who encompass the same ideologies. They were banned recently from having a shirt sponsor for a refugee charity, I believe it was, and that kicked up a storm with their supporters because obviously the club had tried to get the sponsorship on the kit and the DFB had said no. And so.
0: And Before you go any further, here. what league are we starting in?
1: Right, so we're starting in the regional league of Nordost. And. Right. So that's the fourth that, tier? That is the fourth tier. In real life, Tebby are doing really, really poorly. And I wish I had looked up how they're actually doing in real life. Before we started, I'm sure we can do that right now. But I believe they're bottom of the league, and I believe they're still in single-digit points. Though I might be wrong. Oh, nice just... purple badge! It's a lovely purple badge. Lovely purple kit. Actually, not. I like how they called Tennis Berlin.
0: Yeah, I like how they called. Yeah, yeah, they are bottom of the league with nine points from twenty-three games.
1: Yeah, and so a I'm minus not taking over gold difference Oof. exactly. 15 goals scored in 23 games, conceded 67.
0: They've got a 15,000 capacity stadium, Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah, the Momsen stadion. See, the thing is, Berlin has a lot of big stadiums, but most of them are now filled by small clubs. So like, there's also yeah. the Jan Frederick Sport Park, which is like 15,000 seats, and only played in by seven professional clubs. But that's See, because Berlin has good football infrastructure mm. and everything.
0: I, I do enjoy that um, they're called Tennis Borussia Berlin because it's like, mm. like like they couldn't pick, like they couldn't pick a prefix. They went with two.
1: Well, it's sort of the same thing with a lot of German football clubs. Is that they started as a sports association in general? That's why a lot of teams are called Sportverein as opposed to like yeah. football club or anything like that. And Tennis Borussia were. You're gonna be stunned to hear this a mix of a tennis and football club at the same time. I know. Shocking. What does Borussia mean? Uh, Borussia's a term for Prussia, I believe. It's right. to do with because yeah, it's something to do with Prussia. I read about this in the It's like a
0: region, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So so why is there a Borussia in Berlin? Because uh it's not Borussia. Cause so you got Borussia Dortmund, Borussia Mönchengladbach, yeah, Vuppertal um, are a Borussia apparently, which I didn't realise. Oh really? Oh wait, now that's a different team. I anyway, mean, d- this is let's a not tangent. mention
1: let's not mention Vuppertal because if we do, I will go on a twenty-minute tangent about the Wuppertal train system, the suspended railway. So, oh, we let's... do love
0: the the suspended, suspended railway anyway. Let's just
1: link to Tom Scott and the Tim Traveller, and then we'll we'll leave it there. <laughs> so, yes. I started off in the regional league in Nordost. We were one of the favourites to struggle at the beginning of the season, and I couldn't really make any changes because Tennis Borussia lack what we call money, so that, that wasn't helping either, but... I did have some things going my way, or at least I should say one thing going my way. And that one thing was Tim Ushman, who is a player currently at the club. He used to play for Berliner AK, and he is the regional league's version of God, or at least he was in my first season at Tennis Borussia. So we started off the season fairly well. We were hanging about in mid-table. I was very happy with how things were going Tim Urshman was the only player who was really doing anything for me. I brought in a player on loan who, a striker, Tom Beershank from Hallashare, who was a kind of okay, but not really. And, you know, we were just sort of keeping our heads above water, doing okay. And then we started to pick up form. We were by the halfway stage, I believe, fifth in the league. I was like, oh, wow, this is this is really good. And... Yes, it's probably helped that I played a 4-2-3-1 a Tiki-Taka because I always play a 4-2-3-1 Tiki-Taka because I'm not very creative. But we were we were going along that I'm never playing one centre-back. Never playing one centre-back.
0: <laughs> See, I, I'm more impressed that you got a regional league side playing Tiki-Taka because as far yeah. as I'm aware, those guys are all
1: farmers. Well, well this is the thing, right, because we had... I believe three players playing really well. I'd have to get up the squad again because I'll be honest, I've already forgotten who most of the really good players were that season. But as as the season went on, we actually were sticking around the top places and I was really, really surprised. I didn't quite understand why. Oh sorry, I've just found just found some of the pictures. I liked that my opening press conference was attended by one person. I just thought that was great. <laughs> <I> <laughs> just mean, one dude. Yeah. I, I, I had Dashner. just one
0: dude until we got into the uh, into League Two.
1: Well, I'm I'm trying to not spoil things, but yeah, I've stayed on one for quite a while. <laughs> anyway, I was kind of thinking, you know, if. If we got lucky, we could maybe get into first place come the end of the season, but with four games to go, Berliner AK were on 61 points, we were on 57, so four points behind with four games to go. It, w- it was over. The other squads had, or the other teams had dropped off, so, like, we were taking on Chemnitzer and BFC Dynamo and Energy Cottbus, and they all sort of, their form dipped in the second half of the season. We were doing okay. But then, through our final four games of the season... We won all four. Berlin of AK picked up two points and we won oh the Regional God. League and Nordost. And it was. Is. <laughs> it was because of. Like, I've never had in any other save. Like, pretty much three players carried my entire squad. Tim Ushman had a 7.7 average rating over the season. Uh, but Tom Back, who was another player who played some in real life, had, like, a 7.3 average rating, and he was absolutely phenomenal. I'm trying to remember who the other one was. I'm looking at the squad now, and I cannot see for the life of me who it was because it's not right. the proper list. Oh, Nemanja Samardzic, who was brilliant. And it's at this point I want to have a rant about the regional league
0: system because it's been in flux. Okay, pause. On. I just yep. realised through looking at Wikipedia that we were wrong. Berlin is in fact in the bit of Germany that used to be Prussia. So it's not a surprise that there is a Borussia team in Berlin. Yeah. So um, if you were going to yell at us about that in the um, reviews for the podcast or um, our Twitter replies, then you don't have to do that anymore. Or, do it anyway. Replies are good for the YouTube algorithm. Well,
1: it, it's bad, because I studied A-level German history, and I cannot, for the life of me, remember how Germany used to be split up. I remember the power of Prussia, because that's what we all had to learn about, and talk about Otto von Bismarck, and how great uh, of a military leader he was, but, you know, nothing else. So well, it was um,
0: the North bit,
1: including Berlin, done. Brilliant. So it's time to go into a rant about the Regional League in real life, which you'll be stunned to hear I've never actually covered on Going Deutsch. I don't know why either. Oh wait, I do know why. If I started covering the regional leagues, it would be a two hour a week podcast and nobody wants to listen to how CFC Hertha are doing.
0: <laughs> I'd
2: listen.
1: Okay. I'll I'll do it just for you, but no I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> so The regional league has been in flux over many years now and it's shifted around how it operates. So, to compare it to the National League North and South, because it's um, a number of leagues and they all feed into one national league. So, in the National League, right, four teams get relegated. There are two leagues underneath. Two teams promote sides into the National League and then the four sides get relegated into the National League North and South and they figure out who's in which league based on geographical location. The Regional League does something similar. Four teams go down from the Dritter Liga. four teams go up. How many leagues are there in the Regional League? Six? Five. (laughs)
2: Uh Oh. Why is it five?
1: It's the Nord, the Nordost, the West, the Sudvest, and the Bayern. How do they promote
0: four teams from five leagues?
1: Oh, don't you worry, because it's really stupid. Uh, Before... (laughs) Just in case nobody Have you had another
2: Zamora moment or <laughs> <laughs> I
1: no.
0: hate the regional league.
1: <laughs> just in case there's somebody out there who doesn't know and I know I learned this late, so there might be somebody who doesn't know. Bayern is just Bavaria in German. So it's not the regional league for teams who are Bayern, don't worry. Just Bayern's first, second, third, fourth, fifth well no, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth squad in a league together. That would be funny. It would be quite funny. So, I might be wrong, because the Regional league is confusing, and the Wikipedia page about the history of the Regional league really doesn't help explain what's going on. But three, t- three of the leagues get fixed direct promotion to the Dritter Liga. So, the winner of the league goes straight into the Dritter Liga. The two other leagues do not get that and the teams have to go into a playoff against each other to determine who gets that fourth and final space that's right. really stupid right it's really really um, stupid i yes, think
0: and what who decides what leagues get
1: what well that is the the hard part so i uh, you know what i'm just going to read the wikipedia page because there is no chance of me guessing this the delegates reform the promotion scheme from the 2020 21 season, in which there continue to be four promotions to the Dritte Liga. The Regional Liga Vest and South Vest provide a fixed promotion. Another direct promotion is assigned according to a rotation principle among the Regional Liga Nord, Nordost, and Bayern champions. The representatives from the remaining two Regional Liga determine the fourth promoted club in a two legged playoff.
0: That's dumb as hell. That is really dumb. I mean, Um, within ten seconds. If if, if that doesn't make sense to anyone, because I don't think it did, and I I also just check that I'm getting this right. Two of the leagues have a permanent slot. The middle one, the 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 west and the southwest, have a permanent slot. Yeah. And the other three have a rotating slot. So once every three years, you're guaranteed promotion from that league. Yes. And the other two of those three years, you play in the playoffs. Yes. But there is also two leagues that have guaranteed promotion all of the time. Yes. (laughs)
1: Yes, <laughs> it's so <laughs> stupid, you think right within ten seconds, I can tell you of a better system. You just look at the five teams who won their respective leagues. The top three automatically go up, and the other two play a play off in a playoff. It's significantly better. It's still massively stupid, but it's way better than the actual idea that they've currently got. Or, hear me out, four leagues, yes. They, I will say they did try, the DFL tried to do that and could not reach a compromise between the clubs who comprised the regional league at the time. So it is also partially their fault. It should probably I mean, be stressed.
2: They could also just relegate five teams.
1: Or relegate five teams, yeah. See, I, imagine it, I imagine the League wouldn't be
0: particularly happy with that, to be fair.
1: Yeah, that's fair. So, you can probably guess that we weren't one of the sides who got automatic promotion, because that would be far too simple, right? Oh, I should, by, by the way, say that we won the Berliner Landespokal, which we were one of the favourites for, because, obviously, the Berliner Landespokal is mostly semi-professional, well, it's almost entirely semi-professional and ama- amateur teams. And being in the fourth tier...
0: Do Hertha and Unión play in the Ber- Berliner no. Landespokal? No. Because essentially, well,
1: the Berliner Landers-Pokal is for the DFB-Pokal slot. So, again, this is one of the weird quirks of German football. The DFB-Pokal has 64 teams. The teams in the Bundesliga, and the Bundesliga, get automatic placement in the Pokal, hence why there's no need for them to be in the, the Berliner Landers-Pokal. And then the top four or five teams in the Dritter get... A guaranteed place. Everyone else right. has to qualify through a regional cup. So if you're in the Druta Liga or below, there is a chance you're going to be competing, or, or a very high chance you'll be competing in one of these cups. So we Excellent. won against CFC Hertha in the Berliner Landes Pokal final to claim our spot in the DFB Pokal, which was absolutely fantastic. It in was which a you tough lost in the first round. Oh, uh, we'll we'll get on to that because it's been painful. <laughs> <Yeah. sighs> But yes, we we got into first place on the last day of the season, no, second, no, wait, yes, no, because Berliner AK collapsed down the stretch. So we got in, we won the Regional League Nordost, and do you want to guess who we had to play to get into the Dritter Liga, or to potentially get into the Dritter Liga? Who's the worst possible opponent you could get in the Regional League in Nordost? Well, they're not from the regional League, nor Dost. I would say they won the Region League of Bayern.
0: Bayern Munich Don't... dry.
1: Yep, yeah, we... we Well, Svi, Their third team's not that good. Oh.
0: <laughs> but yeah,
1: we played Bayern Munich, Zwei. And that was going to be painful. They're managed by Martin de and they have <laughs> just so many ludicrously good players. I knew at this point... We were going to get absolutely demolished. And I was okay with that. We did draw the opening leg at the Momsen Stadion in Berlin, 1-1. And so we went to the second leg, away up Bayern. It was going to be painful. And in the first minute, Tim Urshman scored for Tebby. I was like, no, no way. And they threw everything in that match. They had 19 shots. They had an expected goals of 2.4, and it didn't matter, because we beat Bayern schweiz yes! to get promoted to the Twitter Liga. It was absolutely fantastic. So, first season, big success. We get into the second season, and our squad is nowhere near good enough to play in the of right? I I make a few changes. I do actually have a budget this time, which was nice, and f- a few players that people, if you really follow German football, might know. Andre Leipold, probably being the main one, who is a striker for Darmstadt at the moment. So, there is a very small chance somebody somewhere knows who he is, including me. We that year played BFC Dynamo in the Berlin-Olanders-Pokal final. I could not lose to bfc Dynamo. I was dreading it. Luckily, my team made it a bit simple for me by winning 6-0 in the final. (laughs) Because at this point, (laughs) we're the professional squad. We're the only professional squad, well, in Berlin bar, Hertha and Union, of course. But in the landis we were the only professional squad. We pretty much coasted through most of that campaign. And then BFC Dynamo were in financial trouble in the Regional League of Nordost. Just provided no opposition at all. It was the easiest final I've ever had. And to be honest, it should be the easiest final. Because I was the only professional side in the entire competition. <laughs> Apart from that, I mostly signed Loneys and free agents. There were a few really good free agents who were able to get who no one will know, so there's not really any point in going into them. We were struggling through the first half of the season. Luckily, form turned around in the second half of the season, and we finished 15th in our first season in the regional league, so we just about survived. If, if our form hadn't significantly picked up a stretch of 10 games, we would have been doomed. But luckily that wasn't the case. I'm trying to see, is there anyone who anyone will actually know? No. Oh, Paris Magoma, maybe? he He's a... I've heard of him. Yeah.
2: Yep, I've heard of him.
1: He, he, he's oh, he's an Moment.
0: FM superstar, is he
1: not? Yeah, yeah, he, was, he just signed for Armenia Abilafald for the massive price of 45,000 euros. Which means I could have probably bought him, except I couldn't have because he would have laughed me off. And he came on loan to Tebby, so I was very happy about that. Is anyone else? Noel Atom? I just like his name more than anything else. But he's a youngster currently at Leipzig, and he came on loan to us. So I was what lying.
0: How's Sydney Rabiger doing?
1: Oh, in my save? Yes. He's still at Herter Berlin Schwei. berlin Schwei? Oh, was he? Oh. Oh, okay, that's weird. So we went to Greytaffer for eight hundred thousand in 2022-23. twenty twenty two twenty three, and right. then oh, that's this year.
0: Hmm.
1: Yes, I don't know if he. No, I think. Oh, he's, oh, oh, right, he okay. In the so,
0: so, so I didn't even realize this. So in my save, in my obviously in the first year of real life, he went to, Groy to Firth for seven hundred thousand pounds. So Alex Woodward has accidentally covered him. Um, talking about the uh, Talking about Greuter Firth in this fighter Then in 2023-24 He signed for Hertha For 1.7 million pounds
1: That's weird mind says
0: exchange
1: Because
0: it's really? showing He wow. was going to Hertha but it yeah. says exchange yeah. see, see, they, see that's like, To be fair that's just the game Like it, it, The game is clearly predisposed to Hertha Berlin signing Sidney Rebiger off of Greuter Firth because um, This is in the future um, and then, in 2024-25, in my save, um, Rabiger signs for Frankfurt for £2.9 million um, and plays so many games for their B team while playing 1, 2, 3, 4, wait, 9, plus 8, plus 10. Um, 27 games for their senior team before I sign him on a free.
1: Nice, he's he's still a Arter in mind. And has it, never it, does he anything. actually play for
0: their real team, or does he just play for their B team? He
1: plays, in the, yeah, he plays for the Region League in Nordost, gets a 7.22 this season, but we've only played five games. And last season he had a 6.97, he scored
0: two whole goals. That is better okay. than he did for Hertha in my Safe. In my Safe, he got zero goals and four assists for Hertha before going to Frankfurt and exploding for their B team.
1: Oh, God, I forgot about him. I signed somebody on a free called McMordy King Hoofer, which I just loved. Oh, wow.
0: <laughs> oh, that's a great
2: name. Oh, wow.
1: You might you might think that's a quality FM name. It is not, because he's a real person.
2: Oh, that's even better. <laughs> he's
1: 26. 20- well, he's not 26. He was 26. Uh, uh, He's 26 in 2025, I should say. So, yeah, he starts this save at to And then he he was released by Hertz and I signed him on a three, partly because he'd be a decent player for me and partly because his name was McMordy King Hoofer. I didn't really need anyone in that position. He's a central midfielder. But I signed him anyway because of his name. So that was good. And yeah, a lot of my signings were threes and we just about stayed up. In my next year, my favourite signing of the entire save so far, I got a player who I quite frankly shouldn't have been able to, because football manager apparently really doesn't rate him. So mm-hmm. if you watch German football somewhat extensively, you will know this person. If you watch a Bundesliga, you'll know this person. If you you know follow all the games, you'll you'll definitely know who they are. But I was able to get in the Dritter Liga, Dennis Hussem who Not a clue. <laughs> I'll be honest, oh. towered his his last goal for Köln was against head was against Werder Bremen. So oh, in that maybe I
0: should
1: do it. Oh well. <laughs> then again, so many people scored in that game against Werder Bremen. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: it's <that's> fine.
1: <laughs> so. Essentially, this yeah. year, he, he's, he has come from nowhere, but he was signed by Köln this summer for €50,000 from Kickers Offenbach in the regional League of Sudvest. And if it wasn't for Rando Colomawani, he would be the bargain signing of the season because he's actually gone on to be a decent player for Köln. He's come from the fourth tier, from a semi-professional league, from a... Uh, I think Kickers Offenbach might be professional, actually. But he's come from a semi-professional league into the Bundesliga and he's not only getting good minutes, he's actually playing really well as well. So he's been one of the revelations of the season, one of the real surprise signings in real life. But apparently football manager obviously well, obviously football manager didn't know that he was going to go on and have this season, and they really don't rate him, hence why I was able to get him in the Dritter Liga. I was also able to get Blendi Idrisi, who was a contributor to Schalke's title-winning Zweiter Bundesliga campaign last time around. He made 33 appearances. Oh, no, sorry. He he made 22 appearances for Schalke in the Zweiter Bundesliga. And this year, he's playing on loan at Jan Regensburg. And he's doing okay. So... I was able to get him in Vedritta on a free and I truly have no idea how I've managed that. But I was able to add a few more players to the squad, again who no one will know. If you are really, really into your fighter Bundesliga, you might know Christian Kuldvetter, who plays for Heidenheim. I'll be honest, the only reason I signed him is because I knew he was a decent player and he'd probably be really good in Vedrita. My other favourite signing was Maximilian Brunig. Because he scored 20 goals for Freiburg schwein in the 2023-24 season. And then they just let me have him for for no reason. They released him. I no one was signing him. I signed him really late on in the transfer window. And he was like, Well, I guess I don't have any other option, so I'll come and play for, for Tebby, I guess. And with those two up front, call veteran Brunig and another young striker. I was able to finish second in the Dritte Liga and gain promotion to the Sfeiter Bundesliga. Oh my word. Oh my Do you want to know who finished ahead of me? Because they absolutely just destroyed the league. St Pauli? No. Eighteen sixteen Munich. You're close with the city. They'd got promoted. Bayan <laughs> <Dave. Brian> Shvai had <laughs> oh. <laughs> got promoted. Oh, and their squad was absolutely ludicrous. Ibrahimovic was like a bench player for them. I don't know yeah, how well, they so, had... So,
0: so Ibrahimovic, not related. They're, they're, there's there's two Ibrahimovic's. There's Zlatan's son Ibrahimovic, and then there's unrelated Ibrahimovic. And oh, they're it two might separate be. people. It's the one who has the name I can't pronounce, but i be both of them. <laughs>
1: Oh, ah, yeah, John. Oh, yeah, I think that is his son.
0: I'm not sure.
1: Yeah. I can i even go to Google it. Let's have a look. Uh, it might not be his son. I don't know where it is. Anyway, we'll just pretend he is. But they also had Paul Wanner in that side, which is just insane. No, <laughs> The
0: um, um, Zlatan's son is Maximilian.
1: Ah, uh, fair enough. They also have Ryan Gravenberch in this side, apparently, which I don't think counts. No. Yeah, he no. played... 31 games for Bayern Schwein in the 2024-25 season.
2: That's disgraceful.
1: <laughs> Ryan Grabenberg.
0: Can you tell why Ooh. they won the league? Yeah. <laughs> Paul Wanner,
1: see, Ibrahimovic see, and Gravenberch. This just makes me
0: think of the going Deutsche save. Like, Ryan Gravenberch turning up in the Zweiter is something that would happen in your going Deutsche save. Oh, no, not in the Zweiter, like, in the Dritter. Re- yeah, but it's like, like, it, even more so. You're yeah. like... You'd put him at an Alex Tamp-Brown-managed Versburger kickers or something like that. And
2: so, do fantastically. I think you'd fuck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and oh. sack you.
2: <laughs> I didn't want to say that, but yeah, sure.
1: So, we were hanging around mid-table for most of the campaign. We were We climbed up to about Sixth or fifth in the league with 12 games to go, and we ended the season with 12 straight wins to propel us into the automatic promotion places. We finished seven points ahead of third place Magdeburg, and it was a truly shocking season. So we're now into the Spider Bundesliga in our fourth season now because we've done three full seasons, we're now into the fourth season. So at this point, I want to address the DFB-Pokal, because we had absolutely no luck at any point in the DFB-Pokal. We had won the Berliner Pacal three times in a row. I was a bit upset with the final win, because we beat Tasmania-Berlin. Nobody wants to beat Tasmania-Berlin, because they're the, the loveliest club in Germany. They, they cheered on Schalke when their losing streak of the Bundesliga was under threat. A few years ago and that is the best thing I've ever seen but that's a story for another day. So we'd always been drawn against higher ranked opposition and we'd always sucked against them. Our first game in video people was against Karlsruhe of the Zweiter Bundesliga and we lost 3-0. The year after we played Schalke and lost 4-0 and when I got into the Zweiter Bundesliga I was like okay so, chances are we're going to get a side who are either in the fighter alongside us, which should be a game that we, you know, can at least be competitive in, or it'll be a side of a dritter, that'll be great. As long as it's not a big side of a Bundesliga, we have a good chance.
0: It's Bayern Munich, isn't it?
1: Yeah, we were drawn against Bayern Munich. <laughs> we are drawn against Bayern Munich. <laughs> and I had been... What I didn't tell you, actually, is that... Our opening game in our Dritter League promotion series was against Bayern 3. They won 4-2. And to be honest, looking at their squad with Ryan Gravenberch and Paul Wanner, I'm starting to realise why. And then our second game, I think we lost 2-0 to them. So we can't even beat the second team. What hope have we got against the first team? I genuinely wanted there to be... I, I thought, so long as we don't lose by more than five goals... I will be perfectly happy. And luckily, there were only three goals. And Tebby scored two of them. Because <laughs> we knocked yes. out Bayern Munich in the first round yes. of the dfb Pacal. It started off painfully. Oh, b- by the way, we proper FM'd them. It started off painfully. Ruben Diaz opened for scoring in the 16th minute. And that's bad enough having to deal with Roman Diaz. They also signed Jessica Gvardi Gvardiol that summer. So,
2: yeah.
0: So, um, I'm, I'm, so Tam Tambor... Brown. No, I've made that mistake twice this podcast. So um, Woodward posted in our little group chat about this at the time, uh, and he said, like, about being drawn against Bayern. And he said, "Well, then, there's always next year." And then he didn't say yeah. anymore. <laughs> I was going I to mention it. Yeah, I was going to mention it because this was
1: last night. I was like, you know what, now I'm saving it for the podcast. So, yeah. Three shots to 35. 0.4 XG to (laughs) 4.1. And... 60% 60% of possession to 40, and we won 2-1. And you'll be really thrilled with one of the goal scorers. One of them was a guy called Kaito Mizuta, who I signed on a free. The other one... To, actually, before I say who it was, I should mention, I had that those three strikers last year, and at any one point in the season, one of them would be on fire. So I started off with Christian Kulvetter scoring like 12 goals in 10 games, which was ludicrous. And then I had a guy called Ted Tatamouche on loan from Dortmund who scored, I think, 15 goals over the course of the season, but he had a a run of loads of of goals. And the end run was sort of... The 12 wins in a row was really helped by Maximilian Brunig scoring 20 goals. He had only scored like three goals before that run. (laughs) And then he just went off. Christian Corbett yeah. scored, like, three hat-tricks in the opening 12 games. No, was it three hat-tricks? No, he scored two hat-tricks in the opening 10 games, and then he also scored
0: one in the berlin olanders And yeah, I, I've on noticed that of... strikers are really streaky this season. Yeah. Like, my my strikers will go on a month while they'll score, like, 10 goals in five games. And then they won't score. They'll score like one in 10 for the next 10 games. And then they'll score 10 goals in five games again.
1: Yeah. I should actually mention the best example of this was Andre Leipold in my first year in Madrid. He opened up the season with eight goals through his opening five games. And then he didn't score again until March. And then he scored something like 15 goals in his final 10 games and finishes the league's joint top goal scorer. Because of course he did.
0: Yeah, my best example of this is John Applewhite in who people might remember as a striker I kept loaning in from Chelsea. I've got him permanently now. Um, but in his final loan from Chelsea, in his first game, first, um, first month at the club, he scored, like, eight goals in a month, uh, and then didn't score again until, like, December. And that was painful. Jesus.
1: Yeah, so Maximilian Brunig ended up playing really well and as a result, he was signed by Werder Bremen for €600,000, I think. So that wasn't good, but after he signed, they put a a player up for loan and the winning goal in this game was scored by Erin Dinci, which I just loved. (laughs) It it was a fairytale ending to a fairytale game. And I'm excited to see how we do through the rest of the season. We've played five games up to this point, and the game of dfb Pacal, And that is the only game we've won. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Simpsons, I'm in danger meme. (laughs) Also, we haven't lost any games. We've drawn all five of our opening spider Bundesliga matches.
0: Oh, my word. Wow. So,
1: far, Are well, you
2: going to go on a big streak all the way up to your <laughs> shooting boots? We,
1: we've we not lost now in like, it must be 17 matches in the league, including our running the So, you know, we're, we're not, we don't even know what losing is anymore. We're kind of like Bayern, except Bayern do know what losing is because they lost to us.
0: So. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it so much. I love it. Oh, right. Shall we have another break before we get into the Going Deutsch save, given it's. Been
1: it, a long it's not time. the Going
0: Deutsch save this time. Oh. Have you not got it's, any it's... more Going Deutsch for us?
1: No, I've replaced it with something else. Just to say there's, I believe, one notable. Actually, no, there's... if you follow German football deeply enough, there are a few players who I've signed who you will know. Um... Yanis Vykov is a young player for St. Pauli. Now, you'd like really, really have to be into the Sweater Bundesliga to know about Vykov. I know him, of course, because he is a young player for St. Pauli, though he does play very rarely. Marvin Wanitzek is one of the best midfielders in the fighter in real life. He plays for Karlsruhe, or at least I think he's one of the best, and I will die on that hill. He was released by Karlsruhe this summer in fm and so i decided to sign him and then paul will who plays for dinamo dresden and is a decent player for them as well in the dritta Liga, and i wanted to sign him and i feel like he's given us a lot of optimism this year because even though we're you know up against the odds in the fight bundesliga he teaches us that where there's a paul will there's a paul way (laughs)
2: <laughs> God's uh, sake.
0: and on that terrible pun it's time for a break <laughs> and we're into the final stretch and by the final stretch I mean probably like another 45 minutes whatever the fuck we're doing <laughs> so <laughs>
1: it has gone to pot. It, it's to kind of like the seventh inning stretch in baseball. It's like, yeah, you through a lot of it, but there's still like an hour to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so to one more thing to mention for my Tebby save. I got a few good young players coming through at the end of the last season, the Dritter League season, and two of them played, and one of them just looks really, really good. Unfortunately... I had some teams come in for them and it was clear that they wanted to leave immediately. Luckily for me, those teams are morons because they paid far more than they're worth. One of them (laughs) is Premier League Bournemouth. And I always remember in the January transfer window in real life, Betis were saying they were waiting for Premier League club to submit an offer for Iglesias and... I can see why, because Premier League clubs just seem to offer 20 times the actual value of the player. It's just. It's, uh, yes. 100 million, sure. It's a, it's a middle of the second tier sort of player. 100 million. It's kind of like the scene in Futurama where is trying to buy a car. Just, I'll, I'll let that <laughs> stick in your head. And the other team was Hoffenheim and apparently Hoffenheim also have no idea how much things are worth because they, I got millions for these players and none of them should have been going for that much. <laughs> they, they've all got potential, but then they're, they're not there yet. I mean, these were 17 and 18 wow. year olds they were paying millions for and they even gave me a ridiculous is it, is it... salon um, percentage as well.
0: Oh, wonderful. Well, uh, ho- hopefully they go on to be worth many, many millions. We'll see. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I, it has I, reminded me... I'm annoyed.
1: I want them to crash and burn. Fair. They're not real it, it people. It reminded me
0: of something I meant to mention at the uh, in my Taunton bit, um, which is that I've had a youth player through as well. His name's Gary Cole, and I like him because he was born, born, I say with air quotes, because he is a computer person. Uh, He was born in the same little village that I was born, which is very cool and something that only happens really if you manage Taunton in Football Manager, where you get someone from the town in which I was born. Um, Now, I would like you to guess um, I would like you to guess in stars, Gary Gary Cole's current ability and potential ability. Half five. Four,
2: Four silver stars and half a star gold.
0: One silver star is his current ability, and a potential ability of one to one and a half gold stars. Keep him anywhere. We anyways. don't know any youth recruitment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's probably not going to go anywhere, but hes I, I've looked through the youth intake every year, just out of interest, to see if there's someone from the town in which I was born, something from the town in which I live, and there hasn't been up until now, so that's fun. Until
2: you got your, your best friend's son into the Taunton Town Academy. Yeah. I mean, That's the
0: headcanon that you need to go with. Yeah. Gary Cole from My yeah. Mate, Steve Cole. I don't know anyone called Cole.
2: <laughs> if there's a Steve Cole listening, just go to where ta- Towels was born. Yeah. Stalk Dox him. me. And... <laughs> If that's
1: the first time anyone's ever made that request, just full disclosure.
0: <laughs> anyway <laughs> Let's finish off the podcast you know, because Woodward hasn't actually been playing the um Going Deutsch save. So we have no. no updates on our virtual selves, but we have got something just as special yes
1: so last week no no not last week last month alex tamp brown talked about doing the ninety-eight, ninety-nine save and turning canoe into god actually was already god when he when he played for arsenal early on but i thought i'd give that a go with the edit save sort of style i put the four usual managers into the game that being us three and of course ted lasso you got to have Ted Lasso. Of course.
0: Now, I didn't want to... Um, yeah, pause. Oh, I would like to plug the um, YouTuber Tom FM has done a video where he made Ted Lasso in Football Manager, and it went very well. So go and watch that. Was Unpause. it
1: slightly more realistic than my Ted Lasso, who was signing Darwin Nunes in the Drissa Liga?
0: Only slightly. Maybe. Um, he, he started out at AFC Wimbledon and ended up winning the Premier League with Spurs. So I'd probably say that's even less realistic.
1: Yes. Because very famously Ted Lasso has actually, to be honest, Ted Lasso will no no right that. no
0: nothing to do with Ted Lasso. Very famously because Spurs don't win
1: anything. Oh right, okay. I'm I'm with you now. I, I speaking of Spurs
2: not winning anything, um, I'd like to use this part just to request a new feature to Miles Jacobson, and that is the. Ability to demand your own
0: sacking in the press. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so this this will the podcast will come out at some point later than we are recording it, obviously. But to date, horrifically, when we're recording it earlier today, Antonio Conte basically begged for his sacking in the form of a press conference. So again, that's fun. <laughs> I mean, again, is Has he done it before?
2: Yeah, he did it about two months ago before he had his, like, little... is it a heart problem or something? No, that,
0: that was nowhere near as egregious. Like, this one, he basically said lads it's Tottenham as the Tottenham manager. <laughs> the before yeah, one been, like, wasn't even anywhere near as bad. He's been,
2: like, building up to this moment and the Tottenham fans have been, like, begging for him to get sacked because of what he's been saying. And then he's finally gone out and gone lads it's Tottenham as the Tottenham manager. Oh,
1: it's so much but fun. Anyway,
2: Hopefully they give back, Ted back Lasso to... the
1: job. And by that, I don't mean Jesse yeah, Marsh. Back... I mean, actually, Ted Lasso. That'd be very fun. Give it to Jason Of Stoke, course, still the other in story. all fairness, the NBC commercials that birthed Ted Lasso, the TV series, he did start as the Tottenham manager. So he could come around full circle.
0: Ooh. Did we all see Anyway, that, um... this is a fun tangent. Promoting yeah, yeah. we a YouTuber moved on a tangent. Literally none of us have ever interacted with other than I watched his videos once. Uh Alex Woodward.
1: Right. Yeah. So I decided to do the 9899 save and put our managers in and see how they did. Before we did do that, I do have a little quiz about the 9899 season. Does anyone want to partake in it?
2: Woop whoop. whoop. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
1: So. We'll, we'll run through the questions quickly, because I do realise that this, this podcast is becoming quite long. And does threaten... Actually, no, it doesn't threaten my record podcast. That was two hours and 12 minutes. I think we're probably going to to not surpass that, we could hit the two-hour mark. And me talking about how long this podcast is going to take is not helping. Right, so... I haven't written down actual questions. I just have some notes about things that happened that season and hopefully I'll be able to turn them into questions and they're in no particular order. So, what was notable about Liverpool's managerial situation at the beginning of the 98-99 season? Two managers. Yes, Tals takes it. They did have two managers. Bonus point if you can name them.
0: No, there's one
2: obvious one, and there's one that you can forget, and I, 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 I have
0: forgotten both of them. But I did know that the notable, like, I knew that they had two managers around the turn of the century.
1: I, I was really Gerald Houllier was one. Do you know the other? It was mentioned in Stephen Gerrard's autobiography, and I can't remember who. I mean, he was. I, I feel like older fans will think feel that he is as notable as Houllier because he was there. For a very long time, I believe he was the last of the Boot Room Boys who took over. Don't tell me, it was Razor Ruddock. No, it wasn't Razor Ruddock. No, <laughs>
2: imagine. <laughs> um, no, I can't think. It
1: was Roy Evans, and oh. he he managed them for I believe four seasons. And fun fact, also became a co-manager at Fulham. I believe around the time that Kevin Keegan was the director of football, so you had two managers and Kevin Keegan. And they somehow got promoted to the Premiership. It was very weird. Anyway, next question. I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. What was the notable story around Nottingham Forest going into the season?
2: Oh, wasn't it their star signing having just gone AWOL? Star signing's not correct.
0: Well, was it... Their manager's gone AWOL. No,
1: no. He wasn't a signing, he was a player who had been at the club the year before. but
2: Was it the club record signing?
1: I don't know if it was a club record signing, but I'll get, he was a star player and he, he went a AWOL yeah. at the beginning of the season. So I will give you a point. Uh, this was Pierre van Hooydonk. He had scored 34 goals in Division 1 the year before and he just went, No, I'm not, I'm not playing with the squad. The record of events for how they got there differs depending on whether it was him or Nottingham Forest. He said that he had been promised a transfer and Forest said there was no such promise made. But a bid came in from a club, Forest rejected it and Van Hoydonk said, well, I'm not playing for you again. Spoiler, he, he would play for them again.
0: Yeah, we, we've all done this in Football Manager, haven't we? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: After Christian Gross was sacked, who became the new Tottenham manager?
2: Martin
1: Yon? Jesus, that's early. That's like seven years
2: out. Wait.
0: I
1: feel like I know this. No, oh, God. It was a long-running saga because he was the manager of another club at the time. And he was trying to not say in the press that he desperately wanted the Tottenham job. And it was notable that he would want the Tottenham job. And Tottenham fans weren't thrilled that he got the Tottenham job because... He was an Arsenal legend. Oh, it's George Graham. George Graham. I knew you'd get it the second I said that. George Graham, who was the Leeds manager at the time. And he really didn't want to give away, that he was super interested in taking the Spurs job. And I believe, actually, his last game as Leeds manager might have been away at Spurs. And he was like, no, can I (laughs) please let me stay? But he, he was trying to claim that he wasn't interested, but, like he really wasn't so tall he was. he was so interested
0: i see i didn't know that um i the reason i had a feeling i knew that is because a mate of mine uh when i was like 12 had a dvd of like a mid-19 you, you know when like teams would pump out dvds oh, i miss like, those a days compilation of their season yeah like oh, yeah, he, he had a DVD of like a mid '90s Spurs season that we watched together once, and so I was hoping that like the answer would be in there somewhere, and my brain would fish it out. But I have, I'd, I, okay,
1: didn't. two bonus questions. <laughs> Christian Gross has managed before him. What bizarre thing did he produce in his press conference in his introductory press conference? This was on an a beautiful game quiz in like 2020 or 2019? No, 2018, in fact. It was like one of my first quizzes oh, that I did for the, for the Beautiful Game Radio show on URW. A bizarre item? Yeah. Was it a chicken? It wasn't a chicken. It was something that... It's, it's not bizarre in and of itself that he would have this on him, but it's bizarre that he brought it to a press conference, waved it around, and said what he did, which I believe was, this is the ticket to my dreams.
0: Um. Notes on a the team that they're playing. Tickets for club. Tickets
2: to the
1: ground. No. Uh, uh, I, uh, I don't
0: tickets th- to a Coldplay concert. I don't think we're getting it. they went about ticket. in the no.
1: It was a London Underground Pocket ticket. <laughs> and he, he pulled it out in the middle of his introduction press conference said, This is my ticket to, to the dreams or something. I can't remember what it was precisely that he said. But it, it it essentially got him off on the wrong footy because all of the press and all of the fans rightfully went, This guy's a bit strange. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. oh, who became the Leeds manager after George Graham? God Alex doesn't. Woodward. <laughs> yeah. It's not Gordon Strachan. So, so, at the point, no, at a point where, before you say it, at a point where George Graham left Leeds, I was two months old, so that would not be a good idea.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I disagree. I think having a baby managing a football team would be absolutely hilarious.
1: Oh baby manager's
2: good. I'm going to give Powell a chance, by the way.
1: Are you okay with me giving him a clue? Yeah, we've
2: yeah. We've mentioned
1: fine. him on this podcast.
2: Oh, that, that's a different clue that I was going to give. I was going to give um, Arsenal record appearance holder.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm going to give you a point no, just because you right. clearly know who it is. Tam Brown. Yeah, uh, you,
0: give, give Tam Brown the point. Go on, man. What is it? Uh, David O'Leary.
1: David O'Leary became the oh. manager. It was interim. Do you know what? If you get this, Tam Brown, I'll, I will be... David O'Leary
0: manager The f- the video game. I yes. should have got that. Oh, my that's God. That's why we've
1: mentioned him. Oh.
0: If you David get O'Leary Football Manager 2000, that's the game. I'm, I'm so yes. disappointed in myself. If
1: you get this, Tam Brown, I will be ultra-impressed. Do you know who oh. Leeds are actually trying to hire? Because they, they brought in O'Leary as an interim. They were trying to hire this other guy. It was reported to be a done deal. He pulled out the last minute, and they decided to give O'Leary the job on a permanent basis.
2: I feel like it's going to be Alex like Tam long. Brown. Yes. That is... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's going to be someone who, who was kind of famous during he the 2000s. He
1: had done really well in his in his previous job, but he was about to leave for Leeds until they didn't. It was the Leicester oh. manager.
2: Oh, this is going to do him a nutting. You will
1: definitely know who he is. And Towers yeah. will definitely know who he is.
2: Oh, d- 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 is it Gary Megson?
1: No, it wasn't. Harry Sa- Redknapp. No. Uh, Samuel out of, out of time. It was Martin O'Neill. Oh. oh! Martin O'Neill was apparently... Okay. Had already agreed to become the Leeds manager. And at the last minute he pulled out... And you can tell by the way he had. Because if you watch footage of him... After what was meant to be his final game... He, he clearly thinks he's going. And something must have changed that night. And he pulled out. he got the job on a permanent basis. We are not rushing through these questions like I expected to. That's fine. That's Midway sure. through the season... Um, Dave Bassett was sacked as the Nottingham Forest manager because it had been a disaster. And Ron Atkinson, the former Villa and Commentary manager, came in to replace him. His opening match was against, I think Tam Brown knows it, his opening match was against Arsenal. But what noted blunder did he make before the game?
2: Oh, no, I don't know. Oh, did not? Did he call them Notts County?
1: Jesus Christ, can you imagine? He'd be (laughs) sacked on the spot. No, it wasn't.
2: I I feel like Ron Atkinson's the one that lasted 47 days, is he not? He probably didn't. I think he lasted
1: longer than that because I think he was there through the end of the season. You might be right on that. Uh, It's not that. It was in the game against Arsenal. He he walks out of the tunnel, waving to the fans, and then... Does he fall on his arse or something?
2: No.
1: He sat in the wrong dugout. Oh. He sat in the Arsenal dugout. (laughs) Looked over. (laughs) Probably thought, why are we in a relegation battle? We have Nicholas and and Mark over Mars. (laughs) This is ludicrous. (laughs) And then realised and got out and went and sat in the forest dugout. To be honest, I'm pretty sure forest fans would have hoped he'd stayed there.
2: I, for, for a minute, I thought you were going to talk about um, how when they lost 8-1 to Man United, they he did. called the game a nine-goal thriller for the fans. It's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? I believe, if
1: if I'm correct, that was, a, that was the game where Ole Gunnar Solskjaer came on and he scored the first hat-trick as a substitute in Premier League history. The, the funny thing about that as well is Andy Cole, who started, was on two goals at the point that... Ferguson pulled him off for Solskjaer and apparently was really upset that he wasn't allowed to, stay on to try and get his hat trick. And then Solskjaer scored four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Absolutely wow. sensational. Speaking of, if Oli Gunnar Solskjaer is the answer, what is the question?
2: Ninety no, nine no, travel winner.
1: Uh, yeah, it's it's who scored the winning goal in the Champions League final?
2: Because
0: oh, that's a boring question.
2: Well, it has to
1: be mentioned, right? Manchester United... You've
2: been working so hard on this quiz, towels. all day. <laughs> I've been
1: working so hard, I sat there for 12 minutes and thought of some questions whilst watching Premier League years, which is a show I absolutely adore. Uh... I got the
0: first question right. I'll take that to my grave.
1: Who did ever beat in the final? I actually don't know this one.
0: Do you not know who they beat? It's not Juventus. They beat Juventus. In the... It's Bayern Munich.
1: Bayern Munich's correct. I, yes. I accidentally changed your score to 11 then. It's two. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you what know a win! Fouls foul
2: getting a 10 point question, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I was going to make this a question at first, but there's no way anyone would get it. Uh, he was linked with a move to Spurs at the beginning of the season, going to Solskjaer. So can you imagine if he'd not mm-hmm. been there, uh, somebody else oh, would have that scored. Would be but fantastic. Still. What happened to the England national team midway through the 98-99 season? Uh,
2: They lost the football match. Why? Keegan left and the faith healer got to them.
1: Keegan joined? Hoddle left. And why did Hoddle leave Tamp Brown?
2: Uh, Because he he had a faith healer that none of the players took seriously.
1: That's actually not what caused him to be sacked, though. Is that not what caused it? I thought that undermined him a lot. Did he lose... Lose 2-0 to Montenegro. It didn't help. No, essentially, and I'll speak carefully, but he gave a interview to the press promoting his new book in which he insinuated, whether he did or did not mean this, that disabled people were disabled because they were paying for crimes in a past life, which obviously oh. caused a massive uproar and would lead to his sacking. You're right in that the faith healer undermined him and... It didn't help the situation, but he would have probably survived if it wasn't for that interview.
2: Yeah. By the way,
1: HITC7s did an amazing video about that.
2: They did. Who really won interested.
1: the UEFA Cup?
2: In 98-99? It... Yes. Deportivo?
1: No. It's another really notable squad who are sort of like nowhere near as good now, but were famed for oh. how great they were. With so many young stars.
2: <laughs> He's now just taunting us by going, You know, you know it. You know, you know it. Oh,
1: you will know it once you hear it. Bayer Leverkusen. Bayer Leverkusen no, never won anything.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, uh... they're always known as Neverkusen. So... Neverkusen, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: I thought only... that was this year, but it, it wasn't, so I can't ask it as a question.
0: Oh, it's an Italian um... team. Oh. Milan? No. Parma? Parma
1: is correct. Ah. Obviously, the the Buffon, Cannavaro, so many yeah. great players play for that Parma side. As soon
2: as you said Italian, I was there like, there we go.
0: Yeah. See, I was going to say Juventus and I was like, hang on, no, they lost to United in the semi-final. I said that 10 minutes ago.
2: <laughs> the, the, the thing that was going around in my head was the fact that 99 0 0 was a Galatasaray Arsenal final, where Galatasaray did some naughty things before the game. Yeah. Fans. Well, thank God, fans. Thank God. I get...
1: Thank God they didn't do anything like that either again. Mm. Mm.
2: No comments. No comment. Anyway.
1: <laughs> right. Moving on. <laughs> on the 26th of September 1998, Sheffield Wednesday won 1-0 at home to Arsenal. Lee Briscoe. Fantastic goal, the only goal of the game. Why was the game controversial? It's a it's a moment. It's one of the more famous in Premier League history.
0: Is this the Kung Fu Kick game? Right now. Yeah, yeah, no, no,
1: Sheffield Wednesday yeah. and Arsenal. Oh.
0: The only one I can think of
2: because Kano's playing in and around the time is the FA Cup game when um, Mm. he went and scored. But it's not that. There
1: there were two red cards. There was a confrontation between players on either side. Martin Keown was sent off for Arsenal. That's not the notable one. It was the other red card for Sheffield Wednesday.
2: Didn't he kick the ref or something?
1: Oh, you're so close. did he kick the line, though? Punch isn't quite right. But
0: Elbow slap the ref. No. <laughs> Told the ref he was a very naughty oh, boy. Oh,
2: yeah, because he falls backwards.
1: Paolo DiCagno pushed the ref over oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> after receiving a red card.
0: The, the infamous gif. Mm.
1: Yes. That's just one of the funniest things. So that was his last game for Sheffield Power Wednesday. Teamwork. He joined West Ham later in that season which was a, a bold move at the time, but one that did work out in all fairness. I think everyone yeah. won from that.
0: I've opened another can of cider. <laughs> Judging by, by my performance in my quiz, <laughs> this is a bad idea. It's Alex Tam I've Brown
1: 7, Alex Towles 2. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: this is kind of like when Tam Brown took on Josh in the seven quiz on the Beautiful Game podcast and absolutely decimated him.
2: I know my to O60 be fair,
0: <laughs> at this point, only one of us was born, and it wasn't me. I was going to
2: say oh, 6 oh, seven. Of course you were born. But no. <laughs> no. No, I agree
1: yeah. yeah. Two more questions. First of all, Bayern were two games away from winning a treble. They would won the Bundesliga in ninety eight ninety nine, 99 and they were in the final of the DFB-Pical of the Champions League. We've already discussed the Champions League final, but who did they lose to in the dfb Pacal final on penalties? I'm, I'll give you a clue. Awesome club. Awesome. Fantastic. No. Just.
2: I've had a guess, so I'll give it to... Werder
1: Bremen. Werder Bremen is the correct answer. Yes! I thought I'd include that. Five... That
0: would have been frankly five embarrassing five if I got that wrong.
1: Oh, so do you want to make this a tiebreaker?
0: Make it a tiebreaker. Right. Oh, God.
1: What... Controversial moment happened after Robbie Fowler scored a penalty in the Merseyside derby against Everton in April.
0: Oh. Gary Netherker shot on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> it was not obvious by all of us laughing. Oh. That was a joke. God, that's. Oh, I, can't think. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. Not a clue. Oh, I'll, I'll give you a clue.
1: It was to do with accusations that had been made in the press about Fowler in the build-up to the oh, game.
2: He, he celebrated by pretending to snort cocaine, didn't he? That's
1: it, the cocaine celebration.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: he had been accused of cocaine usage, and to mark it, he, he ran up to the touchline and pretended to snort it like it was a line of cocaine.
0: I did not know that was a thing. And I think, given the comparative performance in this quiz, it's only fair that Tam Brown wins the tiebreaker. <laughs> fair enough. You're too gracious. You're too gracious, towels.
2: Let me win against you again. Yeah. Oh. Is there... So, have you played much of the uh, yes, save I've with all Yes, I've done the myself?
1: entire season. So, I gave right. myself the Leeds manager's job because I'm the Leeds... Well, not as much as Tam Brown, but I am the Leeds fan... On
0: the
1: I'm, I'm still in the closet when it comes to being a Leeds fan. Is there a name on your show? No, it's just one of the score draw generic ones. In all fairness, it's more obvious. I, I should say, because this is an audio product, I am wearing the 9899 Leeds kit which is why I've decided to wear it for this episode. But it, it's more obvious with this kit than any other because the actual kit had Puma logos running all down the side of the arm, which this kit cannot do. It's plain white. But because it's the shirt they were wearing when I was born, I thought, you know, I'm just going to buy it anyway. And also it's got the Packard Bell logo on it, and I really liked that sort of Packard Bow Leeds kit. It's It was fantastic. And this is significantly anyway. cheaper than buying, like, an authentic version, which would probably be all worn down anyway, mm. so... Yeah. yeah. If
0: you have an authentic version you would like to donate to Alex Woodward, <laughs> you can do so at <laughs> <laughs> 012121.
2: Right. We would also really Wait, appreciate no. the offer.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I, I should have said you can send us a DM at 1000HoursFM on Twitter, but that joke didn't come to mind at the time, so...
1: Oh, well. So for the other managers... Ted Lasso, I decided to give to Wimbledon FC because, obviously, Wimbledon play at Salhurst Park and the stadium in Ted Lasso is Salhurst Park. So, it made sense to me. Crystal Palace win the championship this year, which was surprising because I thought they were in the Premier League where, and had um, Lombardo, or he was called as the player manager. But, apparently, that was not then. I think that might have been the year before. Those, those who know that, know that. But, anyway... The big debate was over who was going to get the Arsenal manager position. And so I put both of your names into a big random name generator, spun the wheel, and the Arsenal manager was Alex Brown.
0: Yeah. I was going to do a question at first. I don't... I don't know why I knew that was coming but I did. <laughs> because <laughs> i like, always will victory yeah. over you. I,
1: I I was thinking I might just give it to towels because of everything that's happened on the going door you say but i was yeah. like no no no. <laughs> it's more fair I, to I, to put in a random name yeah. gen- generator. I mean c-
0: clearly in in the virtual world and in the real for real life you are a better manager than me on Football manager. So
2: It's okay. I'm just I'm just the gigachad of this of this podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah. You're an FM guard.
1: And also he's clearly watched Premier League years.
0: Yeah. I have also watched Premier League years, just not in years. <laughs> Fair enough.
1: So I decided to spin the wheel for you, see which club you would get, and you were so close to getting the Man United job, and it would have been hilarious. Unfortunately, it ticked one over and you got the Middlesbrough job, which was going to be a challenge. (laughs) Obviously, in real life, it was Brian Robson who had the Middlesbrough job, and I think that was the year they moved into Riverside, and their transfer strategy was to buy old people. At the beginning of that campaign, obviously, most notably, they had Gary Pallister, who had just joined from Manchester United, and they had um, Paul Gascoigne as well. A notable one for me was Gianluca Festa was in their defence. Obviously, the Italian defender played a lot for AC... No, oh God, no, no, don't make that mistake. Played for Inter Milan, (laughs) and... He's notable to me because of the Chilino Mad Friday incident, which we do not need to go into because this podcast is long enough, but essentially Chilino tried to make him the Leeds manager, even though he didn't own the club yet, and he ended up becoming despised by all Leeds fans as a result until everyone forgot about it because Chilino hired Dave Hockaday instead, which was a great move. So, you became an ultimate manager. I was at Leeds. Tam Brown at Arsenal. Ted Lasso at Wimbledon. There were a few really fun signings <laughs> at the beginning of the season. First of all, Arsenal signed Andy Hinchcliffe, which I just found very fun, from Sheffield Wednesday for 5.5 million. Other people will now know him as one of the Sky commentators, so you probably heard him speak before. He was a good player back in the day, just not not that good. Not good enough to really play for... Arsenal. They did sign somebody for 13.75 million. I'll be honest, I have no clue who it is. It's Frederick Dehu. I have not heard of that person at all. Yeah, he played for Lons before. I'll be honest, my knowledge of football outside of the Premier League of the 90s is incredibly weak because all of my 90s knowledge comes from Premier League years. Yep, same. Mm-hmm. Man United signed Miguel Salgado from. South of Ego for 21 oh no for nineteen point seven million, which so was absolutely exceptional.
2: He moved to the the northwest of England ten years before he did it when he moved to Blackburn.
1: Yeah, and also Brilliant. they jumped they jumped the gun because they signed Rio Ferdinand from West Ham for twenty eight million. So
2: <laughs> nice.
1: They've already it, it's weird because they shouldn't really have this level of money this early on, but apparently they do. Maybe. Maybe the settings weren't properly done for them when it comes to. Oh, they sold Teddy Sheringham to Atletico Madrid <laughs> for seventy thousand. <000.
0: laughs> Just seeing that, I like that. To be fair, that would have been st- that's, that. That like, sounds yeah. very fun. I mean, to be fair, I'm imagining the Atletico Madrid of the last ten years. No idea what Atletico Madrid were like in the nineties. Bad, but still. Ah,
1: yeah, they they were run by. An absolute clown. It, it's really worth going back and looking at because he's like a Chile. I can't remember his name, but he was like a Chileno level owner. He was absolutely insane. They they did have some success, but I believe he also dropped down to the Segunda during this time as well. So they they were nowhere near the squad they are under Simeone. My favourite signings came from Leeds actually, and. <laughs> The first one was Mark Van Bommel. A 21-year-old Mark Van Bommel right. signed by Alex Woodward. The second one was Incredible. Eric Ten Hag from FC twenty. <laughs> and he wasn't really
0: love the Dutchman.
1: Yeah. He wasn't a notable player particularly, so like I don't know why why I decided to sign him, but apparently apparently I did. Um then they also Later on, they went out and got Marco Reich from Kaiserslautern for eight and a half million. So they spent a lot of money going into the season as well. But you know what? I'm sure we'll be fine. There cannot be any negative consequences to Leeds overspending.
2: Never. Never. <laughs>
0: Did, it's Alex like gonna... at Leeds spend... Did Alex Tells at Middlesbrough spend any
1: money? Um, 1.6 million, you did have a really notable signing oh no, net transfer spend was 1.6 million, I don't know who he's sold because I can't see anyone, but your main signing, getting him before Leeds could snap him up Robbie Keane, oh actually went to Coventry Ooh. before he went to Leeds, didn't he? Did he go? Uh, yes. Yeah, I'm sure he went, to, yes, because he was there, they, they sold Davin Huckabee to Leeds they signed Robbie Keane and Leeds were like what you got over there? Is that another <laughs> young striker? Oh, that looks—he looks nice. Can we have him? him.
0: <laughs> Cheers.
1: So yeah, you signed Robbie Keane, eighteen years old from Wolves. Meanwhile, Ted Lasso bought no wow. one because I didn't allow him to buy anyone. The season went surprisingly well. I did something different this time than I did when I set up our managers to go in Save, which was I took actual proper managers who had lots of experience and just vote over their names which feels wrong on some level but also I don't care they were like 60 year olds from South America and I made them younger turned them into us gave them our formations and all that and let them run three and that made us significantly more competent being managers because I think the reputations there and maybe the licenses were Better mm. for these managers than it was for our managers in the Going Deutsch save, which will be returning and which will have about 27 more sackings, presumably. But that's not the point <laughs> for the time being. Let's see how Alex Tanbram did against Alex Towers, Because I'll be honest, I've looked at some results, I've not looked at all results. So he beat Leeds once, lost once, and also got knocked out of the Coca Cola Cup Wait, by are we Leeds. Talking about? Tam Brown, so one win against Leeds, one loss, one win against Wimbledon under draw. Where's Middlesbrough? They definitely played Middlesbrough because they play in the same league. Uh, they beat Middlesbrough three-one in the first game, and in the second game, they beat Middlesbrough three-one. So not not ideal mm. for towels, but luckily you weren't sacked. By, uh, by any of them games, and you did really well. Games. You took a relegation-threatened Middlesbrough
0: to 8th. So, dots? <laughs> Sounds like the 2007- 2008 season. Yes. The... That was the one where Middlesbrough came 8th, right? Yeah. I think so. It's when they battered Man City 8-1 on yeah. the
1: final day. That was that Love was a it. game. That was absolutely fantastic. You were still the worst of all four managers, but also you were in the <sighs> worst situation. Like, you were, in the season preview, expected to come 19th and you finished 8th. Oh. So, you're also arguably the biggest overachiever of the
2: three. I will of take four. that.
0: Yep.
2: I will take that.
0: I will resent you forever for not just giving me the Man United job, but also I will take that. <laughs>
1: Ted Lasso would also do well. Wimbledon were expected to come 12th at the beginning of the season. He finished 7th in the end. Leeds would come 4th under Alex Woodward. But for the first time in the many seasons we've done these, I get to say this. Actually, do I get to say this? You know what? I'm going to say it anyway. They won a cup. One of our Le- managers won something. They took the Coca-Cola Cup, beating Chelsea 4-0 in the final. I <laughs> wait, think I, I, think I know you, who it is. So,
0: so, so, Woodward, for the first time you... Wait, so you've put yourself in and you've won a cup. Yes. There we go. <laughs> there we
1: go.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I will point actually, out, I also put myself
1: in the editor to save and immediately won this fight to Bundesliga.
0: Yes, you're, you're the only one that ever wins anything. Yeah. I feel like we should... Um, well, I, I feel like this is notable. Someone it, should keep track of it. It's
2: his party. He can cheat if he wants to. I, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I also got Gianluca Vialli sacked by Chelsea because I believe yeah. that was his last
0: game in charge. <laughs> Would Arsenal... Imagine saves coming so your virtual self <laughs> <laughs> like, like yeah. You're not even doing the management. Oh, no,
1: I, I didn't. I don't know how. But bear in mind, he came second in the league to Alex Brown. So, like, Brown still oh, did Tam-Brown better. Alex won the league. No. I'm saying out of our four <sighs> managers, he came second in the league. Ah. I'm going to build it up even though i spoiled it. So, obviously, Arsenal came really close to Man United in the real ninety-eight ninety-nine season. Did Alex Tam Brown keep them as close? Well, if you consider no. 20 points behind Man United to be close, then yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh, you don't. Oh, then, then he didn't. Arsenal yeah, were involved in European competition as well. They made it to the quarterfinals. Do you want to guess who they were knocked out by? Man
2: United.
1: Yeah, it was by Man United. <laughs> 1 0 <laughs> loss at Old Trafford, 1 all draw at Highbury. And that was all she wrote. You still did fairly well. You finished on 83 points, which I believe might be more than Arsenal actually got in real life
2: that yeah, season. I think it Cause is. Because that
1: season was a low total. I think Man United might have won the league with 81. So I think
0: they did. Do, I think we got build, seventy-six or something. Do they build the Emirates in this save? Uh, well,
1: I don't know. I've not played through that far. Yeah, we probably only have it building because it was not not in
2: nineteen ninety-nine. Surely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it opened mm. in 'o six, so it's yeah, probably probably
1: been like, it Doesn't, it doesn't
0: take, Yeah, they, they, they're like planning and yeah, but yeah. like you'd probably come through in like oh, one, oh, 02, oh, ish. Yeah, Man United like, seventy-nine,
1: get... Arsenal seventy-eight in real life. Yeah. It was definitely very close because it was the last day of the season that Man United won it on. You know what? We'll do that as a question. Who did Man United beat on the last day of the season to win the Premier League title?
0: Nottingham Forest?
1: No. Nah. One guess. Wigan. Sp- not even in the league. Not close. Spurs. Spurs. It was Spurs. Mm. Yeah, 2 1. And obviously, we mentioned it on the last podcast. Arsenal were. In charge with two games to go, they lost away to Leeds, so you know you're welcome. The club who ain't Man United and the Club who ain't Arsenal combining to give Man United the league title. So that's great. Oh well. The first of two times Arsenal would be denied the title by Leeds.
2: Yeah. Oh, it's awful, isn't it? I'm just gonna to answer Towles' stadium question. Uh they Arsenal bought the land in two thousand.
0: Right. Um, I mean, I, I'm just thinking because, like, obviously you can get a version of this save where they have real-life regens, I say, with yeah, massive yeah. air quotes, where like you'll have, say, Wayne Rooney coming through at the accurate time, Messi coming through at the accurate time, so I was wondering if they'd move Arsenal at the accurate time. I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't.
1: I'll be honest. If you know,
0: then send us a message on a thousand hours DM. A uh, thousand hours FM on, on Twitter.
1: I, I didn't check this, but I just remembered Leeds were obviously in the UEFA Cup that year. They beat Parma in the final. <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> yeah. He Three saves four. come to round another round. win. He saves oh, come to another win.
1: I wish Mickey Mouse double. <laughs>
2: oh,
1: it's it, it's the purpose. What too Not, Not score my, winner. Leeds. Not wait, my wait, winner. Wait, 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 which were
2: your Did
0: you? Wait, did, did you win the um, League Cup and the FA Cup. Cup? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's the proper Mickey Mouse double. Love to see it.
1: Oh, well, it's not as good as the Mickey Mouse treble that Liverpool would win like a year later. So, you know. Mm.
2: It's it's all right, Woodward. Okay, you've, you've won the FA Cup, you've won the League Cup, and you'll always be a failure in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> You're I, getting I, I, unusually
1: I, 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 aggressive when somebody does better than you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Most of Leeds's scorers in that game were not players who actually played for the club. Marco Reich, who joined from Kai Slouten, added a man whose name I'm probably going to get wrong. Felipe Loyerero from Vasco da Gama, who I've literally never heard That's of in clue. my life, scored for them. So, would Man United win the treble again? No. no. They did do significantly better in the Premier League. They finished with 103 points.
2: <laughs> Holy shit. Ooh.
1: I don't know how, Well, I do know now. One thirty-four drawn one, lost three, goals for one hundred and six, goals against twenty-three. Whoa! Liverpool again, kind of like the year where they lost out to Man City by a point, just having a phenomenal season and still falling short, ninety-six points. I believe that would have been if I if this had happened in real life, Liverpool. Barring Man United would have had the most points in Premier League history, most points in Division mm. One history in in general, so that that would have been incredibly fun for them. But Man United did not win anything else. I believe they were knocked out in the Champions League semi final by Barcelona, who got to play a Champions League final in their own ground. And they were knocked out way early in the. F- when well, They were knocked out in the FA Cup third round. <laughs> <laughs> so who? Arsenal. (laughs) (laughs) So you prevented their treble quite early on. The FA Cup was won. I know it wasn't by us. Oh, I've not simmed the FA Cup. It's Chelsea against Liverpool. So we'll just say Liverpool won it because that makes us all feel better. Or not. I I don't know. It depends. As soon as you started to get
2: to the L on Liverpool, I was very scared that it was you who was up for another trophy. (laughs) (laughs) Can
1: you imagine?
2: (laughs) I can so, imagine the safe scubbing it would take to get there, yeah.
1: And Middlesbrough won nothing.
2: Middlesbrough,
1: in all fairness, you probably have the biggest overachievement of all of our managers. So, you you
2: won like a double a le- with Leeds. You finished 11 places above where you were supposed to.
0: Yeah. Would want a double with Leeds.
2: Leeds are good at the time.
1: First of all, Leeds actually finished higher. Oh, did they finish higher? 98, 99. Fourth. Won it? No, I think they might have finished in the same place. Or fifth. Anyway, they finished about the same place as in real life and it was not unreasonable for that Leeds squad to go far in European competition. So, Mm. it's not actually too much of an addition. Whereas Middlesbrough, I believe, were also useless in the Premier League that year, but I might be wrong. So, feel free to... Is that the year Leeds relegated Middlesbrough? No, it's not. Actually, they... Uh, Never mind. We're just not going to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) You finished better than Middlesbrough did in real life
0: Yeah Okay And on that vague comfort It's time to end Thank you to Alex Woodward for that Danke Thank you to Alex Brown For being the resident FM god of the show Thank you for always picking me up Like I want to be And thank you to you for listening We will see you Next time, rough in hopefully roughly a month, we'll see uh, for another episode of whatever this is. God, it's gonna be like two hours long by the time you've edited it down. Yeah, it is. But yeah, if you've listened through all of this, genuinely well done because holy shit, I wouldn't have done. We'll see you in the next one. Cheers. I'll be the same.
2: Bye bye.